For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, January 28, 2018, and I'm your host, Renata. We'll just open up in prayer, and then Donna will read a scripture for us. Dear Most High God, Lord, we thank you today. We come before you humbly, Lord, referencing you today, oh God. You are the Most High God, and we love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for another opportunity to come together on one accord. We thank you for another opportunity to serve you and to lift your name up, Lord. Use us, Lord, in your army. Use us to bring light into this dark world, oh Lord. Your word says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We are willing, Lord. We are willing vessels to be used by you, Lord. We just thank you for everything that you've done, Lord. We ask that you help us to take the focus off of our circumstances, Lord, because we know that our lives are in your hands, Lord. And we we, we ask you to help us to focus on uh, heavenly things, Lord, despite what it looks like in our lives, despite what it feels like, Lord. You have been mighty and you have been good to us, Lord. You brought us out of darkness into your marvelous light. You brought us through things, Lord, through situations with this targeting that we didn't think we would make it through, Lord. Well, not only did we make it through, but we came out stronger on the other end. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you and we magnify you and we lift up your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for all the beautiful people that you sent to this call each week, Lord. Thank you for strengthening us, Lord. Every time we come together, Lord, thank you for this Christian fellowship that you allow us every week, Lord. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that we're not alone. The enemy wants us to think that we are walking this earth alone, but we're not, Lord, because you walk right by our side every step of the way, Lord, and you order our footsteps, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you, thank you, thank you. What what the devil means for evil, Lord, you turn it to good every single time, Lord, and I thank you so much for that, Lord. We ask that you anoint this call, Lord. Give us peace, Lord. Give us joy. And help us not to leave here today uh, feeling empty, Lord, feeling lonely, Lord. Help us not to leave the same way we came, Lord. But give us that peace, Lord, that only you can give us, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And we thank you, Lord, for your anointing on this call today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Okay, and Donna has a scripture for us. Let me unmute Donna. If you would like to speak, please, star eight. Hi, Donna. Hello? Yes, go right ahead with the scripture. Hi, this is how to celebrate Recovery Bible, the NIV. Um, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, 
and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Okay, did you want to give any commentary with that, Donna? And what what scripture was well, that, by the way? Uh, pardon me? What scripture was that? that oh, I'm sorry, that was uh, Jeremiah um, 29, 11. Oh, thank you, I Donna. went a little further with it than I wanted to. I, I wanted to stop. Uh, at declares the Lord, but then I just went on the rest of the way. And for me, that kind of um, is curious because I don't feel the Lord banished me from anywhere personally uh, unless it was something inside myself that I was banished from uh, or for. So um, he says, if you will call upon his name and seek him with all your heart, that you will be, he will be found by you, declares the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much, Donna. Did you want to say anything else? Uh, not right now. I'm just glad for your call. Well, we're glad you're here. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you. Okay. Put you on hold. All right. Please start eight if you would like to speak. Let's see. There were a couple things. Oh, I wanted to, to uh, that song. The song um, Never never Could Have Made It, Marvin Sapp. Um, I, it, as, as the song was playing, it just took me back to a time where I was in such a dark place with the, uh, with the targeting, and I was being severely, severely, severely harassed. Can't put enough severely on that, um, especially in the workplace. And it was just so hard just to get up out of bed and go to work every day. It was just, it was really, really hard. I literally would play that song 20 times in a row. Really, I would. That song got me through. So I said that to say that I don't know if you guys realize, or maybe you do, that music can have a very beneficial impact um, on you when dealing with this targeting, depending on what kind of music you're listening to. Uh, If you listen to something um, inspirational, something encouraging, and I'm not saying it has to be gospel music, but some music, as you guys know, can be negative. But if you listen to to the more positive music, even the vibrations that come from music, it can really help you through some hard times. It has for me. Um, I really listen to the words. I pay attention to the words in music, and, um, and it has helped me a tremendous amount. I also think that it can help with the people who get the V2K or uh, the tinnitus, because I also get tinnitus from time to time, I think that it can run interference. So if you don't listen to music, um, try it. 
try it with earbuds. Even when you go to sleep at night, you might want to try it or um, also some meditation and things. And I'm just telling you, this, this, that I felt at that time, I felt like that song was written specifically for me <laughs> because I am telling you, I know I never could have made it. Still wouldn't be able to make it without the Lord. I'm telling you. So um, that song meant a lot to me. That's what I wanted to say about that. Okay. So welcome to any visitors who might be here. I did invite a few people from my uh, YouTube videos who left comments in the comment section. I um, invited them to the call. So if you are here, please start aid. I would just like to simply say hello and welcome you to the call. Um, and welcome to everybody, because it's a sacrifice. We have busy lives. We have a lot going on in our lives and dealing with everything we deal with and our families and whatever you have going on. I sincerely appreciate you taking time out of your life to come to this call because you all add your own flavor to the call. Um, no matter what you say on the call, you will be surprised how it can help someone. No matter how small you think that thing is, um, just sharing your experience or your encouragement or replying to something that you hear someone talk about, it adds a lot to the call. And I, I just sincerely thank all of you guys for, for, for coming. It helps me tremendously um, to get through my week to know that on Sunday I'm going to be around like-minded people who's not going to think I'm crazy, who's going to help to keep me encouraged, and you guys have just been a blessing. This call is not by mistake. The people who come to this call is not by mistake. We are all where God has uh, uh, commissioned us to be at this time. And I just, I just sincerely just want to say thank you. I thank you. And some of you guys have been coming for years, and, and I, I, just, I, I sincerely appreciate it. I really do. I, I get a lot out of it, and I really hope that you do too. So welcome, everyone, to the call. Um, there's more than one way to join the call. For those of you who don't know, you can go to TalkShoe.com, um, put in the code 114-616-POUND, and I think it's one, or just follow the prompts, and that will join you to the call. Currently, the call is at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time, which is 5.30 Eastern, that has been changing lately just because I have other things going on on Sundays. Um, the last couple of weeks I've had to leave in the middle of the call to do what I need to do, but I stand on the call in the car. But today I don't have to leave, so that's good. My husband's going to be able to take our daughter to work. Um, so I don't have to leave today. Uh, what else did I want to say about that? Okay, so more than one way to join the call. So you can go to TalkShoe.com, put in the code. You can also call in. Even if you don't want to speak, you can still listen through your phone without speaking. That's totally up to you. Uh, let me give you the dial-in number. For some reason, it's not showing up here. Hmm. Okay, I'm looking for the telephone number for the call. It's uh, 
444-7444. We will ask you for an ID, and the call ID number is 114-616, okay? The archives are always there. You can go uh, listen to six years' worth of archives by going to uh, talkshoe.com, put in that call ID, click on conversations and support, and all of the past calls will show up. Click on one and you can listen. Okay, what else do I want to say? I'm still offering um, life coaching. Life coaching is for people who may have a goal in mind. Maybe you're stuck somewhere in your life um, and you just need that motivation and that extra push to get unstuck. Um, It is not necessarily to talk about targeting. It is a goal-oriented thing. And you have a goal in mind. Perhaps you want to start a business. You want to go back to school. You want to figure out some things in your life. It doesn't even have to be work-related. Maybe you're just stuck somewhere and you just want to figure some things out and you need help with that. Um, I can be there to, to, to help you as a life coach. I'm a certified life coach and a uh, Christian counselor. Um, there is a charge for it. It's very, very low for the TI community. Uh, send me an email if you're interested, remu2 at hotmail.com, remu2 at hotmail.com, and mention life coaching. Leave your contact information, and I will call you people are seeing results. So sometimes we just need that extra motivation uh, or we've run out of ideas or whatever, okay? So get in touch with me. Um, what else? There is a uh, a TI in the community, a very lovely lady who you guys have heard on the call. She spoke last week, uh, Dr. R. We, we call her Dr. R. Uh, she is going through a very tumultuous uh, time right now. Uh, she has issues with her heart, and she has shared that before on the call. She um, recently had several surgeries regarding her heart within a matter of a couple of months. And so, um, you know, her health is, is, is giving her a challenge, but we, we can pray and ask God to reverse that. Um, but she's also dealing with what I would consider to be a land grab. Uh, she has shared before that she's been in her house for many years. Um, the sheriffs have come to put her and her family out on the cold streets. And um, her house is paid off already. So um, I see it as a land grab, and um, and I feel really bad for her. So she has a video out there, and I'm going to put the link in the chat room. If you guys want to see the video, and let me give you the name of it if you are not in the chat room. Hang on one second. I'm going to try to find that video. I, just, I was just watching it. The sad thing, you know, these land grabs, they're real. They they happen. I'm calling that's what I'm titling it, land grab. Um, this is one of the ways uh targeted, persecuted people end up homeless. You worked hard all your life, you paid off your house, and they find a reason to come and take your house and put you on the streets. This is one of the ways uh 
the chips begin to fall in a person's life. So we need to support her and her family as they try to get these people to back off and leave them alone. So if you're not in the chat room, I did put the link to her video in the chat room. If you're not in the chat room, the video is called Philadelphia Sheriff's Office Tries to Evict Family Out of Home of 20 Years. And it is posted by Saul Bradley Jr. Okay, that's one thing. And then there's another way you can support this family. Give me a second. I wasn't quite prepared like I should have been. Um, they have a petition that you can go and sign. I, I actually did that already. I, I signed it. Um, and the petition is on a website called Care to P- Petitions. Care, C-A-R-E, the number two, and then petitions with an S. And the title of the, uh, what do you call these things, petition, is Stop This De Facto Government from Stealing People's Home and Land. And I can tell you, people have gotten targeted because of their land. Now, think back to, uh, oh, gee, what is his name? He came on this call. Um, It was a big deal. 2020 actually did a piece on them, on him and his wife. Uh, Forget where they live, but there was a, he, the, the husband wanted to buy the, empty house, the vacant house next door to where he lived. And the retired uh, fire chief lived in the neighborhood, and apparently that house that was vacant once belonged to the fire chief and his family, but they lost the house for whatever reason. Nobody went into detail about that. So when the guy, um, the husband wanted to purchase a house, the retired police chief came to him and said, hey, don't, don't buy that house. That house... Uh, was once part of my family, and we lost the house, and yada, yada, yada. So the guy was like, well, I'm sorry you lost the house, but the house is up for sale, and I'm going to go ahead and buy this house, you know, because he wanted to buy property in the area. That was the worst thing he could have done. His life turned upside down when he went against the chief to buy the house. Now, he said that he decided not to buy the house, just out of respect, he decided not to buy the house. But the wheels were already in motion for him to get targeted. Um, and you guys can remember because it was it was 2020. Oh, what's his name? He came to this call. Um, but the the police chief started a whole horn honking campaign against him. So all day, all night, cars would come past his house and honk the horns. And so he started recording this, and it was just amazing to see all the people that come by and honk. The police were doing it. The fire department was doing it. All the people in the neighborhood was doing it. So his wife um, contacted 2020 um, to let them know what was going on. So 2020 tried to bring peace to the neighborhood, and they they threw this picnic. And they started to ask people, you know, tell the truth. Are you because because of course they were trying to say no. People were just honking at their friends or whatever. I think this man counted like a thousand horns honking a day passing his house. And so the 2020 lady asked someone that was at this picnic they had thrown, you know, just be honest. Did anyone tell you to to honk horns? She said, yes. She said, yes. They've told the neighborhood to honk horns when they pass this man's house. So, um, and when I spoke with them on the phone, I asked him, if the targeting goes beyond the horn honking, and he says, yes, it does. He said he 
He um, People follow him. You know, they say derogatory things. People have stopped speaking to him. You know, all the T.I. stuff. Um, so he started suing these people one by one. In a few of these cases, he was, he was winning. But I was asking him, like, how do you – how do you know who to sue? And he said, because he, he, he said, he told me that he has a lot of money. He's not hurting for any kind of money. So he told me that he has a massive surveillance system that really picks up the license plate. And they showed his surveillance system on 2020. It was, it was massive. So, you know, but I mean, what kind of quality of life is that to live where you have to spend your life trying to figure out who's targeting you or taking all these people to court and spending all this money. Um, but I said, I'd like to say people really do get targeted because of their land. Maybe they want you out of your house because they don't want to see any um, targeted people living any kind of quality of life. Not to say because you have a house, you live in this good quality of life because your house you could be old, but it's, it's yours. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, they also do the same thing for, for people who live in apartment buildings. It does not have to be a house. If they want you out, they start to harass you. A lot of people in San Francisco are experiencing that because they want to raise the rent, and people who have been there for a long time, they're paying a lower rent, so they start to harass them. You know, whatever the reason, it's not right. So this lady and her family, they are really going through it. Um, so if you guys can can sign the petition, um, and if you can just check out that video, that would be a great support for her. She, Like I said, she's not in the best of health right now, although God is going to heal her. We believe that. Um, but she doesn't need this. She doesn't need this stress. She really doesn't need this stress. So... I just put the link in the chat room. It's on the petition site. The petition site dot com. Stop bank from stealing my home. Yes, yes, I think that's what you can put in to see it. And uh, please just go out. It doesn't take you anything to to sign that petition. Okay, it could be you. Um, in fact, I, I'm dealing with some kind of I don't know what they're doing with this real estate stuff targeting mess they're doing with with me and my family. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think I told you guys the other week. We, me and my children were sitting in the house talking about uh, my son was saying, telling us that our retirement dollars won't go far in California and we should consider when when we get to retirement moving out of the country. So we're just having this whole conversation. And I told him, no, I plan to die on U.S. soil. I may go visit somewhere, but I'm not trying to go somewhere and learn a new culture, new language. No, I'm too old for that. I'm going to do that. And so uh, we were just having that conversation. 20 minutes later, real estate lady knocks on the door. Are you thinking of selling your house? Now, I've been here 20 years, 20 plus years. Never has a real estate person came here. Never. What a coincidence. We're just talking about moving out of the country, and here she comes, knocking on the door. Are you thinking about selling your house? I can help you sell the house. And I, I didn't even get up. I said, no, my screen door was open, so I'm talking to her through the door. So she's, well, I can help you. I can do this. I can do that. I said, no. I shut her down real quick. Well, here's my card. She was trying to engage me in conversation. I said, leave it on the door. I never got up. Leave it on the door. No, no conversation for you because I know it's all targeting because what a coincidence all of a sudden. Okay, so that was that day. 
All right. Fast forward. The other day, my husband says, look at this. We, we saw someone from our, um, our cameras because we have cameras around the house. So we saw someone leaving the house. And then my husband gave me this letter that I guess apparently they left on the door. And the letter was like, uh, we, we're interested in buying your house. There's no for sale sign on my house. We're interested in buying your house. We don't want to do it through a bank. So it's, it's all targeting mess. So I feel bad for this T.I. going through this stuff because I know, you know, she told me that it started, hers started just the way they're doing us now with these letters and these people walking up, talking about buying your house and all of that. So um, just be aware, you know, if you own property, just make sure you're doing everything you need to do. Pay your mortgage, pay your, you keep all your paperwork in order, pay your taxes, whatever, because even if your house paid off, they can take it if you did not pay your taxes, which never go away. I don't care if your house is paying off, you still have to pay property taxes. So just make sure you you have all your ducks in a row. It's a shame we have to go through all of this, but it is what it is. Okay? Okay. Let me see. What else? Okay. If you are new to the call, please start eight so we can say hello. Let me see. Everybody gets a chance to talk. If you have anything you'd like to say, please start eight. And let's see. Let me see if I can come up with some engaging questions for the day. Questions for the day. All right, here's one. I have a bunch, but let me try to pick a couple good ones. One second, you guys. Okay. I'm sorry for the for the pause there. All right. Uh here's one question. Are you keeping your spirit man alive? How can we keep our spirit man alive? There are there is our natural man who is kept alive with food and water and whatever else makes you tick. But food and water is essential for the natural man to stay alive. At least water is. And probably go without food and not water. Um, so what are you doing to keep that, that, that spirit man? That spirit man is kept alive by prayer, by your relationship with God, and by the word of God, which is spiritual food. So are you keeping that man on the inside that you cannot see because he is spiritual? Or are you keeping that alive? And if so, how? Okay, so that's one question. 
Number two, uh, someone on my YouTube page asked this question. They asked me, how on earth do you meet a romantic partner when you're targeted? And I haven't answered the question yet because I don't know. So that's a question. Maybe I can. Maybe you guys can give me some things to share with that person. How do you meet someone? And how do you determine? Furthermore, how do you determine whether or not someone you meet is legitimate? Because you know it's a whole different beast that we're dealing with. Okay, so that'd be question number two. Let me see if I can pick another one. Here's two more. What's the last fun thing you did? The last thing, not what do you enjoy doing, but what have you actually done recently that was fun? Because we, our life is just so serious. It's just filled with everything serious. So what have you done that was fun? Please share. And then here's a scenario. Here's something that happened to me last week. Not really to me, but here's a situation I found myself in, okay? All right, so... I needed gas in my car, right? And I usually go to a particular, well, I have one, one. Uh, I have a couple of different gas stations that I prefer to go to because the one closest to my house, I for, I would have to be on, 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 on fumes, a wing, and a prayer before I would go to that gas station because there's just too much going on over there. So I prefer not to go to the one by my house. So there's a couple of other gas stations I go to. So I was driving. It was time to get some gas. I was low but not out. Like, I could have probably went another day. But, you know, it was time to get gas. So I passed this one particular gas station that I put, that I go to maybe once or twice a year. It's not because it's not uh, a good gas station or a lot of people hang out. It's not, it's not that. It's just that uh, it's a little inconvenient to, to actually enter that gas station because you have to make a U-turn and all of this stuff. So I, I – I don't go to that one too much. Um, I had planned to go to this other one, which would have been straight down the road from where I was traveling. Um, but something said, you know, go to this one over here, the inconvenient one. And I was like, now, nah. so like making a U-turn. It was pouring down, raining, pouring down that day, a couple of days ago. And uh, But anyway, something just said go over there. So I went to that one. And when I got there, there was this loud shouting. I looked over, and this guy, a young guy, looked maybe late 20s, early 30s, he was arguing with the um, cashier. Now, the cashier was talking to him through the window because, you know, like after hours, you can't walk in. You have to do your business through the window, and if you want to buy something, they'll they'll pick it up and stick it through the window and all of that. Well, it was not quite after hours, and I think that's what the issue was. The gentleman, I found out later, was upset because she locked the door early and it was pouring down, raining, and all of this. Now, normally, a few weeks ago, I would have paid at the pump with my ATM card, but I am not using my ATM card because I'm I'm putting my I'm on a very very strict budget right now and I'm doing everything in cash because I want to buy I want to save to buy a car in cash so I'm doing everything in cash which means I have to walk up to the window to pay because I couldn't pay at the uh, at the pump and so with the cash and so I walked up at first I was like probably shouldn't go over there because you don't know what you're walking into because this man was pretty loud um, but anyway I walked over there anyway 
I told her, you know, however much gas I was buying on pump, whatever pump I was on. And so he was like kind of escalated. And so I simply looked at him. This is kind of out of character for me because, you know, I don't talk to, I don't do too much talking. So hang on, you guys. Have a good day. Okay, sorry guys. Um, so anyway, let me let me make the story quick. Okay, so the guy. Um, so I normally, you know, I don't talk to. I really, honestly, don't really talk to too many people, um, outside of this call and my family. And so I walked past the guy, and I'm like, he's so. I was going back to my car to pump the gas, and like, he is so escalated. Like I don't even know what they were arguing about, but I'm like, he is so escalated. So I just simply said, "Are you good? You you all right?" And he was like, "No, no, no, no. I'm not all right because okay. Here's here's what here's what he to, here's what he said the problem was. He said that he it was pouring down raining, which it was. He wanted to go inside the store to get his cigarettes and whatever he was getting." And he said that she locked the door and said that she was locking the door because her daughter was in there. Now, I don't know how old the child was because I didn't see the child. I just saw the lady who took the who took the money from me, the, the cashier. So I don't know if he was offended because, I mean, I, I, would, I can see how some people would be offended if you say that, you know, I'm locking the door because my child's in here. Uh, I don't I don't know what offended him so bad about her saying that and about her actually locking the door. But it got to the point where she said that she was calling the police on him because she said he threatened her. Now, I heard the man say a whole lot of things from the moment I pulled up, but I I never heard him threaten her. I didn't. And so he said, well, she's calling the police. I said, okay, you need to go. And like I said, it's out of my character. I normally don't get involved up, but I felt led to tell him, you need to go because situations like this get out of control. And things happen that shouldn't happen. The lady said she called the police. Go ahead, you need to go. So he was he was hot headed. He was like, No, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving. I can stay here and you know, I was like, Okay, but I'm telling you you need to go because this is this is it's not worth it. Whatever it's not worth it. Okay. She should have had a door unlocked because it's not time to lock the door, but she locked the door. She said what she said about her child. Go. Just go. I said, Take your business somewhere else. He was like, no, because if I, he, he said that if he would have left, then the police would have thought that he really did threaten her. I said, if I were you, I would leave. Okay. So he says, well, here comes the police now. He saw the police coming. He Now, I'm always harassed by these police. These police are um, San Leandro police. They're not in my city, but I live closer to their city than I do to the things in my city because I live right on the border of San Leandro and Oakland. So San Leandro is like a block from my house. So I do more business over there than I do in Oakland. So, But they harass me all the time. I've been to their city hall, complain, whole nine. Okay, so he said, okay, well, here comes the police. He said, can you tell them that I didn't harass her? I said, well, I, I guess, you know, I guess. So what I did was, when they came and they started asking him questions and everything, he was still hot-headed. He was cursing. He was doing the most. He was just doing too much. And so I simply sat in my car with the window rolled down, 
I didn't say a word. So the police came around his car, and he looked at me, and he said hi. And I said hello. That's it. Those police know me very well. Trust trust me. They know me very well. And they know they know I'm an activist. They know all of that. Okay. So he said hi, and I said hi. That was it. I didn't say one other word. So the guy is still going off, going off, going off. The police kept looking at me, kept looking back at him. And I'm saying to myself, if I was not here, you would probably be in handcuffs going to jail. You probably really would. But they know that somebody's watching. So back up, because before the police got there, I told the guy, I said, do you see that SUV right there parked up against the gas station? He said, yes. I said, when you got started going off on this lady, you and this lady had this back and forth going on, that SUV pulled up, parked there, no one ever got out. I said, they are watching you. He said, I saw when they pulled up. I said, they're watching you. You need to go. This is still when I was trying to get him to go. He said, I saw them. I know they're watching. But I said that to say they always got somebody watching you guys, always. Just keep that in mind. They got cameras everywhere. They got people that's going to lie if they need to lie or whatever. If I had not been there, that person at SUV would have said, oh, yeah, I saw him threaten her and all of this. If he threatened her, he threatened her before I got there because I didn't see him threaten her. Anyway, it ended okay. The police went on. The police was trying to calm him down. They went on. They sent him on his way. But my question, going back to the question of the day, because my husband was telling me, well, you shouldn't have, you should have just left. You shouldn't have. And I said, I told him normally I would have, but something just told me to stay and make sure this guy is all right. The guy went into the whole thing with the police. I'm on parole. My parole officer, they didn't ask him any of this. They didn't ask him anything about parole. I'm on parole. My parole officer's name is this. I went to jail. For, I'm like, what is wrong with this dude? Like, sometimes we can talk too much, you guys. Stop volunteering. I, I had to learn that. I had to learn that because we want to prove our innocence. Now, I don't know if this guy was targeted or not. I'm not saying that. But we want to prove ourselves so much that we start volunteering information. I learned the hard way with that, Okay. Don't do that, you guys. They ask a question, answer it, and shut your mouth. You can incriminate yourself. Nobody asked him about parole. Nobody asked. They didn't even ask him for his ID until he kept with that hot-headed stuff. I'm on parole, and my name is it. So finally they said, well, let me see your ID. They, they didn't even ask at first. The first 20 minutes, they never even asked. If he'd have got his behind in the car, he would have went on about his business without having to get his name run in. It, it just, I, I just didn't understand that, and it just made me say, like, we have got to not be hot-headed. We have to not be triggered. We have to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. We have to know how to take the high road, all of that, okay? It's not about pride. It's not about, oh, I'm punking out if I leave. It's none of that. You trying to go home? He 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 went all into. He has a daughter. The daughter is that had nothing to do with anything. The way he was displaying his emotions made it believable that he would threaten somebody, or perhaps maybe he did. Although again, I didn't see him, and I was there for a while. I did not hear him threaten that lady. But his personality shows that he probably is that type that would threaten someone. So we just have to be careful. Anyway, my husband was like, you should have you just left. You shouldn't have. And normally I would have. But my question is, 
is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? Because that's what I thought I was doing. I thought I was just being a good Samaritan. Um, there are other situations because I know that they will stage things because my husband's like, that whole thing could have been staged. But I honestly don't think it was because as I was driving past, you could see this whatever was going on with those two. And I normally don't stop there. I normally don't. So I don't know how anybody would have assumed that I was stopping there, although, you know, I know people will say my reading technology, all of that. But I really, I, I, I have seen a lot of street theater. I see it all the time. I don't think that this was staged. I really do not think that this was staged. Um, but is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan these days? Um, there are a lot of things that I have seen that they have staged, and I just kept on walking because I already know it's them. But then the other part of me says, yeah, that it is dangerous, but if people would speak up on our behalf and say what they know and say what they saw, then perhaps we wouldn't be, quote, unquote, targeted individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like, silence to me is consent. Like, you should not, we shouldn't stand by and watch things, although I understand why people do. So it's kind of a a hard thing for me because I understand why people just keep quiet. But we shouldn't. I mean, that's what's happening to us. So many people really know the truth. They really know that people are harassing us. They really know that people are targeting us. They really know that people have directed energy. They really know that there's government corruption. They really know that there's police corruption, but nobody's saying anything. I have an issue with that. So when I see something that I know is out and out wrong, there are times where I'm going to speak up and say something. Most of the time I won't, but this time I felt, you know, I don't know. I was led over to that gas station for a reason because something was drawing me over there. I normally don't go to that one. I honestly think that he would have ended up in jail had I not been standing there watching. Because trust me, they know me. Standing under a police know me. Believe me, they do. Star 8, those are the questions on the table. Let me recap because I know I talked a long time on that one. Is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? What do you think? Do you think I should have kept going or left him there? Because he said, well, you can go if you need to. I said, well, I'll just wait. Okay. Uh, so that's one question, the good Samaritan question. The second question is, are you keeping your spirit man alive? If so, how? Um, the other question is, what? what's the last fun thing you did? For yourself, not what you would like to do, not what you enjoy doing, but what you have actually done. Please share. If you are new, please start eight. That's how you. Uh, that's how we know that you would like to speak because your the the phone your number will light up. Well, not your number, but the city that and state that you're in, it will light up. So please start eight. Okay. Get back over here. Where can I meet you guys? Hello, New Jersey. Yeah, Renata. Hey, Charles. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, well, once again, I'm in New York, not New Jersey. I don't know why that keeps coming up, New Jersey. I know. Keeps coming up. But um, 
Um, damn. I mean, the questions. Okay, the questions um, intrigued me, um, especially the last one. Are you? Um, uh, are, is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? Uh, Samaritan. Yes, it is. All right. But the thing about it is, the thing about it is, is, is are you willing to stand up to the danger? I mean, the danger, okay, sometimes is real. Okay, sometimes you can, you can overthink something, and there is no danger. But well, okay, then then there are times when they are danger. So I wouldn't say that. And what I'm saying, what I'm getting at is that no, there's not no. There's there's not no danger. Yes, there is danger, but can you stand up to it? Okay. In other words, what you did. Okay. Even at the risk or whatever, whatever risk that was involved. Okay, you was willing to you know stand your ground and do the right thing. Okay, which um, a lot of times I'm willing to do. Um. Sometimes, um, like you said, um. Sometimes, okay, there's um, street theater, and as long as, you know, we've been, been experienced, we usually knows how to recognize recognize it when we see it, okay? But um, sometimes it's not, okay? But especially for being a TI, of course, I mean, there's, yeah, there is risk involved. There is danger, okay? But um, are you going to live your life? Hiding in the closet, under the bed, under the table, shivering under the table, or you know, scared to come outside, scared to do the right thing. Like you said, um, the last part of your commentary is the thing that I mean that really pushed me for um, speaking up. Um, 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 you know, being first, I guess you say, um, because. Um, all right, um, this is, I mean, this is the basis of our problem right here. A lot of people, okay, they're not involved with the stuff, but they see it. Okay, they may be not involved with the process, but they see it. And they turn the other way, and they look the other way. And that's what the corruption of the society is based on. You know, they that's one of the uh, primary things that the, the corruptors of the society, you know, is, you rely on. People turning the other way and keeping their mouths shut. You did, yo, look, you didn't see anything. You understand and all that type of shit, you know. And people go play along, or as they say, as the saying go play along to get along and all that type of shit, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and it gotta stop. It gotta stop. Okay, you gotta be willing to take the stand. Yeah, you gotta be willing. If you saw something, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He did that. She did that. Yo, what they, what what he said that I was there. I was right there. You got to be willing to do it and be honest about it and shit like that. I mean, is there danger? Yes, it is danger. I mean, I'll be, let's be for real about it, okay? I mean, there are times when it is dangerous, okay? But you got to be willing to stand. And then it goes in. This leads into the other question you asked. Uh uh, you keep your spiritual self alive. This is part of the way you keep your spiritual self alive by t- taking stands like that, by making moves like that. The willingness to stand on it, your integrity, exercise your integrity, and you know righteousness. Because um, you can. I mean, I see 
Because one thing about Christians and not only Christians, but Muslims, Hebrews, Lights, and all, okay, they all pop a whole lot of games, okay? But when it comes to doing righteous stuff and taking righteous stands and stuff, <laughs> okay, a lot of them are the biggest punks in the world, okay? The biggest That's punks true. in the world, okay? So, I mean, everybody's doing a lot of talking, okay? And, okay, but they, they don't put nothing into action, okay? They do a lot of um, um, flashing and, you know, and mouthing off and all this type of stuff and who's got the better religion and all that. But when it comes to actually taking serious action, okay, I see, I see them all buckled down, okay? Okay, Muslims, Christians. Hebrew is light. Oh, I see. I seen them all. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you understand what I'm saying and where I'm coming from, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Thank you so much for your comments, Charles. You know, um, somebody just to uh, just to uh, further on on uh, what you were saying, uh, somebody knows definitely, absolutely, one thousand percent knows. Um, what's going on, what's happening with you and your targeting. Somebody knows what's happening with me and my targeting. Somebody knows right. who's behind this. Somebody knows all of this. And all these people are staying silent. Yeah. And that is probably what got me targeted is that I've never been one to stay silent when I see some injustice. You know, I, it, it's mm-hmm. not right. It's just simply not right. Um, the, uh, thank you, Charles. I'm going to put you on hold. And then the other thing is that we have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in everything we do. There was a reason why I kept feeling like I should go to that gas station. And I'm wrestling with myself like, no, I don't want to make a U-turn. I don't like going to that gas station. But some kept saying go to that gas station. Now, how do I know that the Lord didn't send me over there just to be a watcher for that guy? Because the the risk was minimal for me because I didn't talk. That's the other thing. I, I listened to the Holy Spirit in me that said, don't say anything unless they ask you something. They never asked me, did you see what happened? So I never volunteered it because I'm learning to stop volunteering information. Nobody came over and said, now the guy kept saying, she saw it. She saw everything. But the police never said, what did you see? So I never offered it. All I did was simply sat there, just like that SUV was sitting over there watching. Maybe the Lord sent me just to be the watcher for him because he was not thinking. He was not thinking. He was just too hot-headed. It was not that serious. And the police told him, he kept, the guy kept saying, they're not supposed to close the door at this time. And she's talking about her child is in there. And the police said they can lock that door anytime they want to. If they feel at danger for whatever reason, they can lock the door at high noon if they want to. So, he just was too hot-headed. So maybe the Lord sent me there just to say, just sit there. Just sit there. Because one thing about me that the police know for sure, the camera's rolling. When I'm in the presence of police, the camera is rolling. And they know that. So I didn't have to say anything. The camera was kept capturing everything because I have a dash cam. And whenever I'm in contact with police, I turn that dash cam directly on them. It has sound. It has everything, color, everything. So that will make the police think twice. So maybe, not to say a camera's going to protect you, don't get me wrong, but it is independent evidence. 
independent of what I say happened or what you say happened, the camera will show it. And I think that makes them think twice. So maybe that's why the Lord led me over there. So we have to be obedient to God. I didn't have to say anything. Only thing I said to the police was hello. He said hello to me. I said hello. I said something told me don't get out your car. Don't get out the car and say, oh, I seen this and I saw. No, don't get involved unless they come and say something. So the Lord just used me to be the watcher that night. We just have to be obedient. And if someone would do that for us, that would be great. That's all we need. Sometimes that's all we need. It's for someone to say, yeah, I saw something. Star 8, if you would like to speak, you can weigh in on the questions of the day. There are three. Or you can say whatever is on your mind. Hello. Hey, Renata, uh, how are you and um, family? Hi, everybody. Good. Everybody's on mute, but they hear you. How are you? I, I did give out your information uh, at the beginning of the call for the uh, video and the petition. I appreciate that. You know, um, 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 I'm sure you guys know that um, I was under attack and couldn't get on that call. You know, um, you know, I, I, I made efforts to get on the call, but you know, that's neither here nor there <clears throat> because, um, you know, um, I'm going to press the battle on. Um, how about, you know, I, I applaud you for, for uh, you know, standing, you know, um, first of all, stop, you know, stop, you know, you, 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 you corrected yourself. You know, you kept saying something, kept telling me something. You knew what that something was, and you gave you gave him his prop his his propers. His name is his Holy Spirit, and you and yes, the Bible does declare that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And so, you know what? I do believe, you know what that that you were ordered there because you were there. There's, you know what? You know it may be, you know something, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, unbeknownst to you, but he saw this before the foundation of the world. So you know what? Yeah, that's right where you were supposed to be, and I do believe. That you know what, um, you did stand your ground, and 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 standing there, God had you positioned there. You know what, to to um, to to keep the peace. I, well, you I, know, you know. Let me. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it, it, something's coming to my mind. You know how that saying goes: God takes care of the fools and the babies. Yeah. Well, that was a fool. That young man was a fool. <laughs> Not to talk about him, but to say no, I hear you. It was I foolish. You. It was foolish. Yeah. Nobody asked him about his parole, his parole officer, how long you been out, what was your crime, and that, that's all came to my mind. I said God takes care of the fools and the babies. That's but right. He was not thinking. Go ahead. And 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 then you, you know, you just sitting there and 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 you know, and remaining still. Be still and know that I'm God. You know mm-hmm. what? Um, your presence wasn't about. What you say, like you said, and like um, Charles just said, you know, you know, a lot of people talk about it, but then then they they, they don't want to be about it. There's three mm-hmm. kind of people in this world: those that you know uh, uh, watch what happened, those that wonder what happened, and those that are making it happen. And so, you know what, you made it happen that day because you know what, you did do what you were inquired, you were you were empowered to do by the spirit of the living God who is resident in you, you know what, to go and stand. Because the Lord said, you know what, if I find one, I'll spare the whole place. You know what, one can send a thousand to fight and two ten thousand. So you and your obedient self, you mentioned that as well. 
being obedient, listening and hearing the voice of the Lord. You know what? And that's what you did. And in standing there, you know what? Again, the word declares, wherever I see the blood, I'll pass over. And so you, you, you did stand there. You stood there. You stood there, you know what, in the gap. That's called standing in the gap. And so that Samaritan thing, all of us, all of us have signed up for that. You know what, we all signed up to be good Samaritans. You know what, he, because we're empowered to do that. We're empowered to do what is right in the sight. Well, well, hold on. Now, with that being said, I, I agree with you. We we should all be good, upstanding citizens to help our fellow man. But with that being said, she's not implying get involved with everything you see going on because you should. Oh, no, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I know. I'm saying that. You know what? You know when 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 it's within your power to do, the Bible declares. You know what? To to to. Don't hold back to do, and especially for those of the household of faith. And your doing doesn't have to have, uh, doesn't always have to involve you physically, you know, doing anything. But you standing and praying, you stand off, afar off, and pray. You know what? You see how Peter had to, you know what? Go afar off. Sometimes, you know what? You do if you just walk off like you did to the side and begin to intercede. You know what? That that that's been a good Samaritan. You know what? You're you are there, you know what, and, and you are you are, you know, really at we hear that term first responders. You know what? You know what? We should be second responders. Because you know what, when you see a truck going by, you know, you know, a a, a fire truck, all things like that, you know what? You pray. You pray. Because something must be wrong. Something's going on, you know, it's an accident somewhere, you know what, Lord, you know what? No, you know, I, I I pray, you know what, that that you know what, you would you would you know no life would be lost there. You know what, we we should just you know practice the presence of God. You know what, and we we ain't we ain't got to be all you know what mouthy with it because you know what, a lot of that is proven with your mouths. Again, he you know he he has it all covered. With your mouths, you say you love me, but in your heart, you're far from me. Because when it comes down time to doing something, then you know what, you know no, or, you know we we shrink. Our faith shrinks, and so you know. Yeah, the good Samaritan. The good Samaritan is, you know what? You know, Charles was right. You know, it's it 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 um, it many times gonna it, it may just cost you something to stand up, to stand up. You know what? And to and to uh, no, to speak out for somebody. Don't you know it? I mean, there's so many examples of that, y'all, and all in the Word of God. And I know that you know it. You know what? If it's happening to one person, you know what? You know, it's really happening statistically to, set, to, to to ten, but only one person is speaking up. And like you said, Renata, nine people, you know what, are not saying anything about it, anything about it. You know what, no, that's what he gave you a mouth for, you know what, and two ears, to be slow to speak and, and quick to listen. So, you know what, yeah, we can, we can, we, you know, what did that guy do when that, when dude caught that beat down on the Jericho Road? You know what I mean? He ain't get in there and try and, and take uh, and, and fight those those guys. I don't know if he was there before after. We see all them people walking by, you know what, and didn't do anything. The Good Samaritan goes, you know what, and picks him up and takes him to the innkeeper and tells the innkeeper, take care of him, and when I return, I will repay thee. Now, you know what, wasn't nobody around when he seen it, you know what, he, he interceded at that time. So, you know what, when, when the opportunity is right, God will, you know what, instruct us. But, again, you did, you know, make a very good point. You know what? We have to be spirit led, and that that segues into how do we how do we you know what you know walk in the spirit and and, and not fulfill the lust of this flesh and keep our spirit man, you know what strong, and you know because you know we we you know 
whichever whichever one you feed the most is 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 going to you know become the strongest. So if you continue to do things that you know what God has clearly clearly you know forbidden you to do and said it's not good. Now now understand this. You no know, cuz people people I really need to make this clear. You know what? Cuz a lot of people use this. You know what? Like 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 all things are lawful, but everything's not expedient. And that's true. It's true. You know, it's lawful for you to smoke cigarettes. It's lawful for you to drink. But is, is it expedient when you get lung cancer? Is it expedient? You know what? When 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 you know you get all kind of stuff because of what you it was lawfully. For, no 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 no. Don't don't no. We we have to. You know what? We have to remember that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells inside of us. Not that ministry that you go to or anybody else goes to. You know what? He doesn't. He doesn't no, he's not coming back for them. He's coming back for the church, you, where he lives. He said, "Don't defile this body." So you know what? To walk and to you know what? To feed your 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 spirit, man. To read your word. You've captured all of it. You know what? To to you know what? To to be to to be you know a present help. Be 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 the extension of God's hand that you know what that that you know what that that He's given you to be. He's given all of us. You know what? As as you know what children. Blood washed children of the most high God. We're 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 weaponry in his arsenal. So you know what? Know your role, you know what, and, and, and stay your lane. Stay your lane and you know what and do what you know with what is within your power to do. To do. You know what? If you know that it's right, you you know what? You the first one that hear it, you know what, before anything comes out of your mouth. And y'all know that this tongue of ours is, you know what, really is the the the, the strongest the, the the weapon that 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 the Lord told us to really bring under subjection, our tongue. You know what? And so being the smallest thing, you know what, it can tear down a whole lot of stuff. So you know what? No. We need to you know what do we are the only listen, guys, really quick. You know, you know, I ain't trying to preach here, but I'm trying to tell you. You know what? We are the we are the ones. We are the ones that you know what, not the old testament saints, but us. The Old Testament saints did not have the the, uh, the 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 privilege of having the Holy Spirit resident inside of them. They had to hear from you know what the Torah. That's how they heard from God. None of them heard from God. You know what He said? No, I was with you, but I will now be in you. I will now be in you. You know what? And so guess what? You are indwelled with the Holy Spirit inside of you, speaking to you. You don't have to go to the priest, go to somebody else and ask them anything. You can go straight to the throne of grace, straight to the throne of grace. And so, you know what, those things are important to, you know what, to, to keep our relationship fresh with Christ. Make him our priority. Reverse the curse and put him first. Put him first in everything, everything you do. Do it as unto the Lord. Again, little things like this. Practice the presence of God. If God was there, would you do that? If God was there, would you say that? Then you know what? Do things like that. You know what? Little random acts of kindness. You know what? You know, you know, you know, um, where where we can. You know what? And and keep each other, keep each other encouraged. Encouraged in, you know what, and doing well. When when we see people, you know what, you know, uh, um growing weary and well doing, you know what? No. Rest if you must. Do not quit. Do not quit. Encourage somebody else. That's what we that's the great commission for all of us to go out and encourage each other, encourage each other in love. Bring each and, and sometimes you know what, y'all that 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 that, that looks a little hard because you have to speak the truth in love. But you know what, it's coming as a, as a blow. And the Bible talks about you know what, the blows of a friend can be trusted. And what that means is you know what, like like somebody coming at you with a knife to stab you to kill you. You know what? No, 
blows of friend is would be an equivalent to a doctor that has to take also an instrument, a sharp instrument, a, lot, a knife, and cut you open. But he has to make that incision in order to get the cancer or or the 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 the, the disease out of you. So he's not cutting you to hurt you. And that's what you have to do with your tongue, you know what, sometimes, and correcting people in love, speaking the truth in love. I'm not doing this to, to, to hurt you. I'm doing this, you know what, you know what, that, that, you know what, that you might hear. You know what, what, what's being said. That's what you were trying to do with him, Renata. You were trying to get him to listen, to calm down, to listen. Listen, take it down a thousand, bro. Take it down a thousand. I, I, know, I know you know, you know what, yo. What 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 this could really result in? I mean, I ain't I ain't I ain't got time to go all in with you because you a grown man and you know this. But but I applaud you for that. That's how we 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 you know what we keep our spirits strong. Not not believing the report of the Lord really for y'all. Turn off that idiot box. You know what? Spend more time with Christ. You know what? Because you know what? No, he's the one who has the blueprints for 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 you know what for 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 your life, for my life, for this entire world. He sits high on the slow, beholding the good, the good as well as the evil. So you know what? You no, know, you know, you know. This year, you know what? And and evermore, you know what? I mean, like our desire is to draw nigh to Him, that He might draw nigh to us. You know what? And and you know what? But like you're, you're, when people do stuff to you, right? And you know what? What, what the, the, the Bible says: we ought not to be reactionists. When somebody slap you, you slap them back. No, we're supposed to stop and and act. Don't react. Don't react. If somebody slaps you, the Bible says, yo, turn around and give them the other cheek. Like, for real, though, Lord? For real? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. You know what? Because that person is worse off than you. You know what? They think that, you know what? They got the upper hand. You know what? By even, just somebody come and slap you to the ground. You know what? They got the upper hand. Really? No, really they don't. Because, you know what? You and I and, and those that are, you know what, blood-washed ch- children of the Most High God, you know what? We're ready for heaven. You know what? They're, it's apparent that they're not. And remember, you know what, the very God, you know, uh, the, of our salvation, you know what, creator of heaven and earth, the great I am, you know what, he looked like a loser too. He didn't mind looking like a loser. He went to Calvary and he looked like a loser. But did he lose? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And so, you know what, sometimes we have to learn how to eat humble pie and keep it moving. Because you know what, he said, you know what, if you humble yourself in due season, I will exalt you. So you know what? Just you know what? Just you know, no, no, no. Keeping our thing right and tight with you know what? With, with the one who fearfully and wonderfully created us. You know what? And if we, if our, if you know what? There's two pieces of God. There's the peace of God and there's peace with God. When a person comes to the Lord, then they've made their peace with God. But you see all these disgruntled people, like Charles said, you know what, walking around, all this, all this. You know what, they don't have the peace of God. Because the peace of God comes when you walk upright. You have to walk upright in, in order to have that peace. But you may have major peace with God. And, and real, true, true Christians. But understand, you know what, nobody wants to preach this, that you know what, guess what, you know what, no, 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 no. You know what, they're going to be, they're, they're, they're going to, going, I call them sizzling saints. You know what? Your works, you're going to see, you're going to go before the Lord, and you know what? Your works are going to go before the Lord to see if they be wood, hay, and stubble, or, 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 or gold and silver and precious metal. And if they wood, hay, and stubble, they will be burnt up. And so people can live an entire life in vain, doing their work in vain. Why are you doing what you're doing? Make sure you're doing it as unto the Lord. Because you know what? All of it will be lost. 
The Lord said, yet you'll make it in, yet by fire, yet by fire. So you know what? Just just keep our thing right with the Lord. And just, you know what? Look, look, you know, just, 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 just like, right, keep it groovy. Keep keep it groovy. You know, you know, turn somebody a courtesy, yo. You know, charge it to their head and not their heart. You know, because many times, y'all, I mean, like, that's what, but we've been, we've been not only commissioned, we've been empowered to do that. When people do us wrong, we're told to pray for them, our, 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 our very enemies, to pray for these people who is perping us. We're told to pray for them. They are worse off than we are. They think they're making our lives a living hell? No, no, no. You know what? You're building character in me. You know what? You're causing me to know that, you know what? I'm doing something right. You know what? I stand for something. You know what? My mouth is set for the defense of the gospel. Believe thou this. And so, you know what? All of this, it's all good. It's all good because, you know what? It all works out for, for, for the good. We know that, y'all. We know that. And um, I forgot the third one, but you know what? You just just keep keep your thing right with God, because when you know what, when you keep your thing right with the Lord, then you know what? Then you know um um your your outreach to men, you know what, will reflect that, will reflect that. You it will seriously reflect that. You will do things that you know what people don't expect you to do. They expect you to flip off the handle and do this and do that. You know what? And you do just the opposite, just like you said, Renata. You do just the opposite. You know what? You don't. You know what? You don't take it. You don't. You don't. You don't go fly off the handle. You don't do this. That's you know. And they're they're agitators. They're provokers. You know what? You know what to do things to to make you to to take you off your square. No. Okay. Wrap it up, Doctor R. There's other uh, people. So what? What was that? What was it? Oh, and what was the last happy thing? Um, yeah, the last happy thing. The last thing. Yeah, I did. what was the last fun thing? Happy thing. What was the last good thing you've done? Fun thing. I think that's it. Oh, and it the last fun thing you did. The last yeah, one. Not, no. not what you would like to do. Not what you enjoy doing, but you actually did it recently. Yeah. Um. Um. You know. Um. We we stitches on the inside and the out. Eight hour operation. You know what? Came home and and my my daughter. You know, um, who is just incredible. Um, she, um, um, she, she, she uh, had this thing, this app on her phone. You know, where it puts like rabbit ears and all that stuff on your face. And yeah. so, you know, our son that's out there on the West Coast in California, and he's working, he's working with um, the production and did you know the m- music for um, um, that investigation that's coming out with Biggie Smalls and and. Uh, and then, and the guy, you know, lives with him. We 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 personally know him. You know, the guy's a Christian. His father, he was a, he was a Christian recording artist. And you you see him on some of the tapes with 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 Mary Mary. His name was BBJ. Well, it's his son. And they used to call this guy the Pentecostal Papa because he 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 riffs like like he like 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 BBJ. I mean like like Biggie Smalls. But you no, know, he's a Christian, so he raps. And, and he, you know he was on you know with you know all that whole stuff. So you know he you know he lives out there. You know Chase. You know. You know, doing this thing out there, you know, my, you know, bi-coastal, you know, you know, cause all, all over the place, London, everywhere, right? So, so we we sent Chase a message, and you know, um, you know, uh, uh, and she put that thing on this, whatever it was, and she made our faces changed. Ch- you know what? Y'all know about that app where you can, you know, change your face. I think that's Snapchat. My my kids do it. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know what? And you have like bunny ears and and a, and yeah. a funny little nose and all oh, that Snapchat. stuff. Snapchat. And then we got, and then she changed our voices. And and we was like, "How you doing, Chase? You know what? 
Now you know what you know. You know you better be living for the Lord out there, Chase. Don't you? Don't you be playing with? Him. You know what? And we just like start. You know what? Going going in on him. And you know what? I mean, through all of those stitches, you know what? It was hard to laugh, but I have to say, you know what? Laughter is as medicine. So I got. I got. You know what? Yeah, I got. I got. I got. You know, a good a good laugh out of that. You know, I I was really happy to just hear him. To just, you know, my family, you know, my husband and my and my and, and my daughter, you know, here and and my 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 my, uh, my oldest son, you know, them just ministering, you know, life to me, you know, um, you know, and and um, you know, just just at the thought of um, you know, of what God is doing now, you know, I have to I have to say that because I have to count it all joy. We have to count all joy. You know what? No, the good, the bad, the indifferent. So I count this all joy. What is happening right now? Because you know what? You know what? What the enemy means for evil, God means for good. And if and if this is what God, we all said, here I am, Lord, use me. And if this is what He chooses to do, then you know what? Then you know what? I have I, I signed up for it. I signed up for it. And if this is will will bring you know relief from multiplied you know hundreds of thousands of people. And you know what? No, I'm not the savior. He already did that. You know what? But if he chooses to, to use this situation, then you know what? They got they got a little upset with me guys for putting that out there because you know what? It it may it you know, they were embarrassed and all this and all that. Well, you know what, I'm not embarrassed because I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't done anything wrong, you know, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not. You know what? No, no, I'm a woman of faith and, and you know what? No, no, I'm I'm not I'm not going to back down. I'm not guess what? I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get even. I'm going to continue to get responsible. That's what I'm going to do. And so thank okay, you. Okay, well, I, I have, uh, like I said, I've given out the information, um, and the, the link is in the chat room, you guys. And I'm going to go to the next call because there's other people waiting. Okay, thank you. Okay, Every, thank you. Love you guys. All right, thank you. We love you too. Everything works out for you and your family. Star 8, if you would like to speak, there's a couple of questions out there. Let me just recap real quick. You can say whatever you like to say, or you can respond to the questions of the day. Uh, number one is, are you keeping your spirit man alive? That's that man, that's not that outer man, that outer body you see. That's that spiritual man on the inside who needs the word of God, who needs prayer, who needs constant communication with God. That's how you keep him alive, okay? Are you doing that? And what are you doing to keep your spirit man alive? Number two, is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? We don't have very many good Samaritans anymore. People have learned to keep their mouths quiet when they see things. Somebody's being real quiet with the information they know about us being targeted. So is it good or is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? I shared my Good Samaritan story that happened last week, so hopefully you guys heard that. I don't want to go through the whole thing, but it had to do with the gas station situation and the young man. Um, and that's not the only time I found myself in situations. Uh, two people actually died in my sight before, two total strangers. Uh, a third one, I don't know what was going on with him. I saw other people over there. I said, okay, these other people can take care of that because I can't deal with no more. <laughs> and I was just wondering at that point in my life, I think I was in my 20s, I was like, well, why does this kind of stuff keep happening around me? But anyway, um, that's, those stories are for another day. Um, 
All right, so is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan, or should we just act like we don't see things happening, like everybody else is doing, just minding their business and acting like they don't see anything? Um, The third question is, what's the last fun thing you did? Got to find some fun in your life. Otherwise, you are completely mind-controlled. If you can't find anything to laugh about, no happy times, no fun days, <clears throat> it's all doom and gloom, that's not good. Hey, James, how are you? Yeah, hi, fine, thank you. Um, thank you for I, waiting I want so to long. No problem. I wanted to reply about the, uh, the story you told about the young man and uh, argument. And I thought it was very interesting that, um, oh, first of all, I want to say that we should all um, think that we should all uh, be aware that mind control does work. And um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that I know really that much about it or anything really, other than you know, they you hear a lot about people saying that they can read your thoughts and stuff like that. And I I felt like I had a, a beam tickling my throat. And I've heard, and I also read, that they can uh, tell basically what you're thinking if they measure the, the very fine or minute vibrations that come off your throat. It's, it's called something. And uh, that they can get an indication of what you're thinking. Because what you think has not been vocalized yet, but it's on your throat muscles vibrating very, you know, minorly or slightly. Um, you could, like, I don't know the, the name of it right now, but I could look it up. Um, so I was thinking that you said you didn't, you, you couldn't see very well what was happening. And I, I think, you know, what if they, what if the, uh, your handler had somehow put the uh, idea in your head that you should go into that station, which you said you've got an idea that you should go into that station, but you didn't excuse me, you didn't know why. And um, once you got in there, what happened? Uh, I think you did the very right thing by not saying anything, because if they were doing what I said, then they would have wanted you to say something and then somehow sucked you into it. And got you arrested. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the outcome, to answer your question about (coughs) whether or not the handlers, you know, implanted thoughts in my mind to go there, I I know, I I do believe that that does happen. In fact, I kind of can point to some instances in my life where I think that actually did happen, where uh, thoughts Mm -hmm. weren't planted and, you know, they weren't thoughts of my own and I may have said something or went to a particular place where I normally would not have. But the outcome right. of this the outcome of this shows me that this I believe was the Lord. Um and I I don't know about everybody else, but I know when I am spiritually connected the way I should be spiritually connected. I don't know if that makes sense, but sometimes we're more in tune with God than other times in our lives. So let's put it like that, at least for me. I've been totally disconnected from God at points in my life. I was not doing the Christian thing that I should have been doing. But 
I believe that right now I'm pretty spiritually connected, and I do believe that I know the voice of the Lord, although I know the devil imitates everything God does. But I, I think that I think that I did the right thing by going over there. I'm telling you, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have ended well for that guy. He was too hot-headed. He, it wouldn't have ended well. But, and I also... I also feel like I was led to just sit there and and just to make it clear, I was not standing outside of my car. After I pumped my gas, I sat in my truck. I sat inside of the truck. So I was not even standing over there where they were, but they were standing close enough to me where I could hear and see everything. But I, I just, something told me to just be quiet. If they ask you a question, answer the question, but otherwise don't get involved. Just be there. And sometimes our presence is everything because, like I said, they know I'm filming. I'm, uh, that's just an automatic for me when I come in the presence of police because they harass me so bad. So maybe, you know, that's just what the Lord wanted me to do. I believe that it was of God. Okay, well, it very well may have been. Um, and I can't say because – but you did say that he was escalating things and it seemed to you that – he would have been arrested already the way he was escalating things. And that was a, a key thing for me to think what I'm thinking. And also, you know, I'm, I'm getting... He was very escalating. The cop even noticed that. The cop was trying to calm him down. He was. But I have to be honest and say, I never heard him say, I will do this to you. Or I didn't hear him threaten her. If it happened, like I said, he was already there when I got there. So maybe he threatened her before I got there, but I didn't hear him threaten her. But he was very yeah. escalated. He was. Uh huh. Well, well, the thing, the only thing I heard, you know, I, I know you didn't say that, or I know she didn't say, or he, he didn't say. Excuse me. I know that nobody said about threatening, and you said that didn't, you didn't hear that. But what I was interested in was that it was escalating, and that he already would have been arrested if in normal times, and, you know. At, no, the police Otherwise, had not gotten there yet. The police were not there yet. The police, when I got there, the police were not there. Yeah, I know. But after after they did get there, you said, I think you said that he that it was escalating and that he already would be arrested. Maybe maybe that hadn't happened yet with the police, because they'll give you a little leeway. But it just seemed like it was going on a long time. All right. Well, that's all I. That's all I wanted to say. I didn't want to really drag it out because other people want to talk. But uh, is there any, any other thing? I mean, it just seemed uh, to me. What, what's the last two, fun thing you did? What's the last two? Another uh, one of our other questions. What's the last fun thing? Not what you want to do. Not what you would like to do. What is the last fun thing you actually did? Yeah, there aren't a lot of fun things, and right now it's uh, there. There really aren't, and and it's because of the targeting. And they really do try to make make your life seem like it's a drudge and every day is torture. And I, you know, I firmly believe that they're trying to make you commit suicide. But, uh, you know, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, right now there's a, a problem, not a problem, but something we're doing, uh, and if you watch the Techno Crime Fighters Forum, you'd know that, they, there was a, a call to people to actually, you know, they're always trying to um, improve things. And one of the things and ways to improve is to 
name your um, tormentors. Name them and names and addresses. And that's what I did. I, I named the guy next door and his sister-in-law, uh, who, whose name I don't know, but um, this guy has put up a seven-foot fence between me and his property, which doesn't that seem awfully weird? You can see under the fence, he's got about, oh, I don't know, two feet under the fence that you can see. But for some reason, he's put up seven feet of fence and you can't see over at all. And I think it has something to do with drones taking off in his yard. But I, you know, I don't know. It's just awfully weird. And, but this is where my torturers are in that house where his mother-in-law's in his mother-in-law's house. And um, I started naming But James, him. the question was, what's the last thing he did? Because you know what? I, know, have I, I don't want to answer that because the shorter answer is there is one, none. Okay, well, that's a problem. That's a problem, James, because we have to create uh, a quality of life for ourselves. And regardless as to the targeting, trust me, mine is not easy, but we have got to find some enjoyment in life or we're playing into the mind control. So that's your assignment. Find something good to do for yourself, something fun, something enjoyable. Something pleasurable. All right, but can I just can I just finish my story? It's not much more. I'll I'll condense it. Um, so I've been doing this, and he and these people are very angry that I've been doing that. I can tell because they're I, I'm getting a lot more hits on my site now. And they're going there and reading my stuff to see what I recently said, and they're very angry. And they wanted the police to arrest me last time they were here. Uh, um, I think it was the last time, and. Uh, you know, because I said something that could have been interpreted another way as a threat, but it wasn't. And I changed it since then. And I've been putting up a lot of uh, information about what's really going on. So if they're going there, they're going to find the truth. I'm not just I'm not just going to making myself see. He was trying to make me seem crazy because I was telling what happens. That sounds a little crazy when you tell exactly what happens as a kind of a diary. So I made it very interesting you know, and try to educate people who were going there to look for that stuff, to read the truth. And uh, anyway, so that's what I'm doing. And, and and just the other day, Donna and I were going out, and the, there was, we were passing our mailbox, and there was a little package sitting at the foot of the mailbox. Just at, right at the foot, went and picked it up. It was raining so the package was a little wet but it wasn't really that wet so it hadn't been sitting there more than 15 minutes or so which is kind of interesting because they knew about when we were leaving and to, you know i think it was a try they were trying to get us to um act out you know and maybe do something to his mailbox or look in it and take something out of it because uh, maybe they were filming i don't know but i didn't I didn't do anything like that. We just picked it up and left. Um, so well, I hope, I hope that you can find some something fun to do, James. Because the targeting yeah. is going to be there. You know, history shows that it's going to be there. You know, but I know, we but, focus on ourselves. I know. People have to realize, though, that they are trying to get you subjugated. If you haven't been subjugated yet, then they need to get you arrested or gets you a diagnosis of you know being crazy because then your rights will be ignored and they can do whatever they want and 
there's something going on right now, and they've got some kind of new power and that new technology maybe, and um, I don't know what it is, but but yeah, they're trying to get me subjugated right now because people are listening. You know, I people are reading my blog and and my website, and they're listening, and things are happening. I I know it. So anyway, so that's that. Yeah, I know. I I need to do. Well, we need to do things that are more fun because you can't really live and survive um, psychologically with the way things are being always repressed and put down. So right. people need to do some more fun things. Anyway, so, okay, well, I well, thanks for listening. Okay, thank you, James. Okay, start, bye. Start a- Star eight, if you would like to speak, hang on, you guys. Let me try to. I'm multitasking here, so I need to turn around, get to my computer. <clears throat> All right, couple, several questions on the table. <clears throat> I want to say too, excuse me, going back to the guy at the gas station, um, and how hot-headed he was. Uh, please don't let everything get under your skin so easily. It's not good. It's not good. You have to be level-headed. You have to know when to walk away. Not a pride moment. It's a it's a a, a moment for you to be wise. You need wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Hello, California. Hello. Hi. Hey. I just was. I just wanted to tell them about what happened um the day before yesterday. No right my right house. Right. Yeah. Um. I have this uh, re- reinforcement that uh, another TI had told me about a couple of years ago. I mean, a couple, about a year ago. So I went and bought one and for the front door, and it works perfectly. But I have a patio door that uh, opens all backwards. There's no way around of putting a reinforcement there. So a gang stalker came up here about... Uh, a gang stalker came up here the night before, not last night, but the night before, around 1 o'clock in the morning, jumped on top of the balcony, opened it, opened it up with a key. He and um, the first, But let me back up. Before that, the day before, the, the day before this happened, I woke up and I had Samaria's Kindle, and it was always sitting on the They don't know who Samaria is. They don't know who she is. I do. My daughter. Is. My daughter. My daughter, Kendall, would always charge it up on the computer. So what they've been doing is coming in here, taking her Kindle, and they've been in, um, putting the Kindle by my phone so it looked like that she's been playing with it all night and that she's trying to get it charged. So I heard something moving. I guess they were leaving. And then um, about time, I kept saying, Samaria, Samaria, and she she didn't answer me. So I went to her room, she was asleep. So then it dawned on me, like, okay, what was that? Because I'm not thinking about this door because they haven't been coming in here. The gang stalkers haven't been coming in here. So then the day before yesterday, uh, I came in here. They jumped on the patio with key, came inside my apartment. They took the Kindle again, put it over there by my phone. They erased her Kindle and had to be reset all over again. I don't know what the purpose of why they did that. 
And then um, they went into my uh, daughter's room. She said it was a white guy, short white guy with a black beanie on, with a black jacket on, with black pants, black socks and shoes on. And he came into her room and he went into her sock drawer. She's like, well, I, mean, I think he was looking for my magnet. And she's like, he's just going like this. He's just going like this. So I was like, okay. I said, you should have yelled or screamed. She said, well, I thought it was you. I said, well, I would never be coming in your room. First of all, I would be waking you up. I would never come in your room and just go through your uh, socks drawer like that. But I guess on the way out, she saw him. And I wish she she would have screamed at me or something, but she didn't scream. Because if she would have screamed, then I would have been able to tackle him down. And, um... But she didn't. So um, when she told me this is on Saturday and um, I had to go to church on Saturday, and then I was like, no, this is important. On the Sabbath, we are required, if it's something that's important, to go ahead and take care of it. So I didn't go to church on Saturday. So um, I called the police. Police came out here. They said the same old cop they said out here last time. And um, they tried to play it off, and they they were whispering. You know, my daughter heard them whispering, and I wasn't I wasn't going for the BS, and they know it because I already put a grievance on one of the officers, and I didn't realize it was one of the officers that had been out here on the first call, and the lieutenant was upset with him, and I guess he didn't know, and I was telling him that the lieutenant was upset with those officers, and he wanted to see the report. So anyway, make a long story short. They got here, and then they tried to say, well, there's no forced entry. I said, I don't care what you say. I said, but there's a thing. I said, this, we, we are the first people to live here, and these marks on this door was not here. You could clearly see that somebody took something, and they pumped it in, and I made it aware. I said, they do have these things where they pump it in, and they can make a key within eight, uh, 10 seconds, and, uh, and you can't get in your apartment. And he said, it's called a pump. He told, he told me the name of it. So, But first he tried to brush it off. But once I, I told him that I, I was aware of that, then he was like, oh, okay, I see it right here. I see it right here. I'm going to take a picture of it. He's like, I'm going to call CSI to come out here and fingerprint and everything. And then so they called CSI. I asked him, did he get any fingerprints off of the uh, patio, which would really show that they came. Most likely they wore gloves or whatever. So... Um, um, they they did that. The CSI came out here, did the fingerprints, told me not to mess the candle. They got fingerprints. I said, you ain't going to find nothing but me and my daughter. Because I told me too late not to touch the candle. He told me too late. So got to wait for the results. I'm pretty sure it's going to come back and say it was just me and my daughter. And then, so then they um, um, did the fingerprint on the door. And then, um, um, my, I, I, before all this happened, I went outside to go talk to my manager to, because I had to tell her what was going on because I needed the locks changed immediately. And she gonna tell me. She saw me at the door. She got this uh, that that uh, that uh, camera, so she saw who was coming to the door. She had to answer the door. But just so happens, the police was rolling up, and she and I caught her get in her car. And she's like, I need a police report. She had this smirk on her face, like she already know, like, aha, you know, and it was a smirk on her face, you know. And uh, I could, it was demonic, too. And um, she's like, just give me a police report. And then the officer was like, I'm here. I can give it to her right now. 
So she gave it to me, and um, it was, the way they were parked, she couldn't leave anyway. So I don't know how that worked out, but he ended up giving her the number, and she's like, well, I'll be fixed on Monday. So I was like, I can't wait till Monday. I need it done immediately. I, we talking about my daughter here. I'm not sleeping another night like that. So what I did was, and she told me a long time ago that I can't take screws and put the screws in the metal because they got metal over here. And she said I couldn't do it, so I had to get some crazy glue and use one of them old-fashioned locks that they had from the 70s. And I had to glue it with crazy glue on my door, you know, just in case if they came in again, which they could easily probably break, but at least it would have showed broken entry. You know what I mean? And, um... You know, because I filed the report, so I have to wait till I get some money and get a smart lock. Um, the guy said he said that that's a bluff. He said when they rekey, that's a bluff. He said all they have to do is uh, reboot something, and 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 he said then it, 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 anybody could kick. Basically, if all you rekeying, if they re what they call it rekeying, you can just reboot it, and and they can keep making redoing it, redoing it. So he said, again, he said, get a smart lock and don't tell your manager about it. And he said they can't reboot that. So now i got to wait till I get paid and go get a smart lock and have that done. So in the meanwhile, I did it. I knew because they're coming over here tomorrow. So I had to put the glue, crazy glue on there, and that that's just going to damn go. You're not going to sleep. You're not going to sleep. Get up. Sit up. Um, so I, the paint is going to damage the paint. I think. I don't care about the paint, but I know if she see me drilling into the metal, get up. If she see me uh, digging into the metal, I know that that's going to be a ground to write me up or try to evict me, because she already told me the first time not to, uh, not to. Uh, she said she didn't give me permission to drill holes into the metal, so that's why I had to use the crazy glue. Okay, we're listening. I had you on mute. Well, you know what? Uh, you have to take care of yourself and you have to take care of your daughter. There are a lot of TIs that tell you that people do come in their house. Mostly, I think they come when they're not there, but there are times where they will come when they're there. And that's very dangerous and that's very scary for a little kid. Mm-hmm. So you did the right thing. Uh a lot of people don't want to report stuff because they feel that uh, they're not going to believe us. They think we're crazy. We run the risk of being institutionalized when we report real stuff that's happening to us. But uh, certain things, I think that they really should be reported. Yeah, like when he used to try to say, "Well, there's no broken." I said, "I knew you." I said, "You." Uh, he said, "There's no broken entry." There's no. I said, "I knew you was going to say that," and I knew you was going to say that. And then one of them took Samaria. Um, he was like, uh, I need you to show me where, where, where they, what they did doing your draw. And so the other officer was talking to me, and, and I said, I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. And then um, the other one was like, so somebody, I need you to show me. What, get up. I'm not playing with you. You, you got school tomorrow. Okay, and she, he's like, I need you to show me what they were doing. While he was in there, he was asking her questions, and then he's going to come back in here talking about, she think that she had a dream. I said, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I said, she ain't had no dream. She ain't had no dream. Then he would feel like, oh, well, that ain't going to work. So then I told him, I said, I didn't realize it was the same officer. And I said, look, uh, I said, there was two. It happened before. One time when my neighbor saw 
somebody come in, and he said, can I see that report? And I was like, yeah. And then I said, I told them when they came in here, I said, I need to start getting you guys' badge numbers. So he said, here's my badge number. And then the other guy, and when he said his last name, I knew that that was the other officer that came over here the first time, talking about, you don't tell me how to do my job. Cause he, it, uh, and I said, I said, I said, but at the time I didn't realize that I was telling the him. I said the lieutenant was really upset at those two officers that came over. He actually wrote me a letter. I said, uh, he said, I said because they they were trying to accuse me of giving information, uh, making my my neighbor saying that my neighbor was my daughter and that I was telling her to say those things when actually they were supposed to separate us. And then that's when he got, his eyes got like, oh, snap, like I didn't know. You know, I said, so he had to talk with them. And then I realized and I looked back at the name, I was like, oh, my, that was an officer. I just told the officer, but I don't care, the officer that came over here the first time that his behind got in trouble. So that's why I think they sent CSI over here. And then I was asking him what was the result. He's like, all I do is just do it. And then and 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 I was talking the whole time about the you know like when he was out out there, I was telling him that I knew that the police was in on. I wasn't telling him, but I was talking to someone on the phone. And I said I knew that the police was in on it. They were all in on it. And they tried to play me like I'm stupid. I said I bet you they ain't gonna find no fingerprints and this and that. And then the guy had this look on his face like he knew I knew what was up. He knew I knew what was up. And I said, I'm pretty sure it's going to come back with my fingerprints and my daughter's fingerprints, and they ain't going to find nobody else. And he's like, yeah, most likely they probably wore gloves. But what I like Well, a lot of criminals do wear gloves. That's just real because, you know, the sassy career criminals, they they know that their fingerprints will be on stuff, so. Mm Mm-hmm. But you did your part. Yeah, you know? I did. You reported. Um, I, yeah, I did, and I'm going to get the smart lock because um, I refuse. Ain't nobody. I've been doing really good with the gang stalking, and they were only the only reason why they did that because I was telling someone else about the gang stalking. You need to get up. You got school tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you again. And um, so I was telling someone the day before about the, how they do it, and I was showing them the door and the doorknob and how they do it. And um, then that's when they came over here and did that. And then so um, I'm okay. I know that we're going to be okay. And one thing that I do know is the Creator got us. No matter what, I know I see miracles happen right in front of me. And I know that he got me, you know. Yeah. And, and, and whoever came in here, he's going to deal with them. He's going to deal with them, and he's going to deal with them. Off that, that that one Mexican, was, um, that, the officer that was over here was actually, like, was I don't know what he knew about me, but he wasn't trying to really be involved in that, you know what I mean? But that one officer, he was trying to he was trying to be stupid, and he's, like, going to come at me talking about, so Maya said that she thinks she might have been dreaming. I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't go there. Don't even see me come back talking about it. She's very intelligent. She's highly intelligent. I said, I know. You know that because you've been watching us 24 hours a day, seven days a week anyway. Okay, so uh, we have some questions from the chat room. Everybody's on mute in case you wonder why nobody's talking. Everybody's on mute except you. But in the chat room, um, James says, she said the intruding man kept doing some motion, but she didn't say what the motion was or what he was doing. 
He was moving his hands back and forth in her sock drawer. Okay. He was like rummaging through her. He, he was rummaging through her um, her drawer, James. Her daughter's drawer. Yeah. And then he, James says, James says, super glue won't work. And he says, what is a smart lock? A smart lock. I'm not really for sure, but they said it don't. They said that the lock, uh, but the locks we have here, which is the quick set. I'm pretty sure all all of all of us got the quick set, and um, they, you can rekey those now. And he said the guy I talked to at the uh, Home Depot said that that's they that's be crap is bull crap. He said because all you have to do is rebump them. That's what he called it, rebump them. He said with the smart lock you can't rebump them. And he said when you get it, don't tell your manager about it. But see, one thing they do over here is they they see they see us they see us I know that and they go randomly and they'll come by and they'll lie and say we need to do like a uh, smoke detector test when they don't really need to do one and then they'll come around with all these keys and then I ask her why do you have all these keys she said we're just trying to see who all changed their locks so she she what what it is is they lie. And they said that they were checking the lo- the smoke detector test, but they were actually going around to see who all had re uh, rekeyed their locks. Who and changed their locks without? Cha- yeah, and she said whoever changed their locks was getting kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And my manager is all uninvolved in it, you know. And then, um, so, um, um. Yeah, so but I'm not worried about her. I'm really not worried about her because I'm not scared of anything. I'm not scared of these people. I'm not scared of NASA, none of that. I'm doing great with these magnets. Since I've been wearing these magnets, I've been doing My life has gotten so much better, so much better, and it's getting better every day. Very good. That's, that's all Thank I want to share. Sharing. Okay, thank you, Lala. You want to say anything else? Things are going good for me right now. You know, things are going really good. I was really upset about not being able to go to church yesterday because I was looking forward to it. But unfortunately, when situations like this arise, you have to um, you need to get up. Um, uh, sometimes when things like this arrive, you have to um, take care of that business first. So I just, I decided to. Yeah, I had to stay home from church. I had to stay home from church and um, make sure that and everything. By the time, good thing I did because by the time I got home, I was scared. Maybe they gonna come in and try to wipe down the fingerprints and say, you know. So I was like, let me just go ahead and just take care of everything. CSI came over immediately right after the police officer. I wouldn't be surprised if they had a meeting on the corner about it. Yeah, somehow they all end up connected and in cahoots. Okay, so the last question, and then we have other people waiting. Um, James is asking, what kind of magnets do you use? I use a rare earth magnet. I want to get a $400 magnet, knock these signals right on out, but unfortunately I don't have the money to do it, so I have to wear these refrigerator magnets, which are like about size of uh you have to watch my videos. I get tired. I'm not being rude or anything, but so many people ask me the same question, so I made videos about it. So you have to look at my last video, uh, La La, how to uh, 
disabled microchips. Look at my last video. Look at the comments. I'll, I'll leave a lot of the information there. I just get tired of repeating myself. Uh, I'll put I, the link in the chat room. All right, because so yeah. many people ask me that, and I, I get tired. I get tired because I have to keep printing it, and, and I have to keep posting it. And, and I go on eBay to get it, but the picture and stuff, if you go on my, my videos, you'll see it. When you see eBay, click on it, and that's what I use. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to put your link. I'm looking it up right now. I'll put it in chat room. Thank okay. you, Lala. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Put you on mute. Okay. Um, James says, CSI, that's amazing. TIs can't get the police to do anything. I said the same thing to Lala this morning. I said, you know how many times my car has been stolen <laughs> and I tried to get them to dust for fingerprints, knowing that if they had dusted for fingerprints, they could have caught the culprits, but they don't do that. Um, they, they've never been of uh, help to us. So I told her that, I'm like you, James, that is amazing that uh, CSI, which for those of you who don't know, I believe that stands for Crime Scene Investigators, um, that they actually came to her house and dusted for fingerprints. And I, I think that's because a child was involved. And that's serious, you know, if a predator is in a child's room, that's really serious. Um, the area that Lala lives in, I, I happen to know about that area because I have a lot of relatives up there. They used to have a lot of uh, children that were kidnapped in that area, a lot. It used to happen a, like an unusual amount. But I haven't heard that in the news in the last couple of years, but uh, maybe that's why they're so on top of it because, you know, a child is saying that a predator came into her room. So I'm glad that they were or seem to be on top of it like that because that's that's nothing to play with. That's that's some stuff that needs to be on the news. So thank God her daughter and she are, 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 are fine. Star 8, if you would like to speak, we have several questions going on. Hello. Hey, Renata. How are you? Um, I'm doing real good. Always good in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful. I love God. But you know what? I'm going to answer some of your questions. Then I want to say something to James, too. Um, first, I want to say what about fun thing I did this week, and, and I'm going to give you all a little advice about the fun things, too, everybody. I went to see that play, Carol King play Beautiful. And I had a good time. I screamed and hollered and laughed till I couldn't in the place. And when I was doing that, I, I heard the old scenario coughing, but they could cough on because I enjoyed myself. So what I want to say about that, everybody, if you like to go to the plays and um, different movie theaters and, and all that, what I want you to do is go put in a sign up on their website, uh, like if they got Broadway in New York or California, wherever you live, sign up on their website because they send you uh, it's not coupons, but they send you when they have a discount days, and you can go real cheap. Because, like, I had paid $17 for my seat, but it was like 80 some dollars seat, so I couldn't go at no 80 some dollars, but I could go at 17 So I want everybody to sign up if that's what you like to do, go to plays or, or movies or dinners or whatever. Sign, sign up on their website, and they'll send you coupons and everything, because it's time to go out and have a good time and laugh. And uh, that's what I did for my fun thing, Renata. But I want to say this, Renata. Huh? I said very good. Go ahead. Uh, 
I know sometimes I say too much, and I, I you know, you can kick me off the call anytime you want to, but uh, I, you know what? It's come to the point for me that I just have to speak the truth, you know. And uh, so if you think I say too much sometimes, just kick me off the show, okay? Okay. I want to say this to everybody, and I've I've mentioned this before, but I'm gonna say it one more time to the to to, to the people that that's truly uh, under this surveillance program. Stop signing those petitions and all that kind of stuff for the people because all they're doing is gathering information on you. The one that's truly surveilling you, they got all the information that they need and all the information they're going to keep trying to get, and they know how to do things undercover. That's man that's getting that information about you. Don't give your information about, about yourself to anybody. It's enough information on us out there already. You don't have to go signing some petitions and all that because they can't do nothing for you. They ain't going to help you. The only person going to help us in the end, and that's the good Lord. And I want to say this about this. Help okay, me. okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me respond okay. to that first. Okay? okay, respond to that. I, I uh, see sign. I don't sign many petitions, but every now and then I will sign one. I signed one yesterday for uh, Dr. R because she and her family are, are being, are being uh, they are I don't want to use the word victims, but victims, okay, for lack of a better word, of a land grab by the government to uh, put them out of their home. And so they have a petition out there that they need all of us to sign in support of them. Um, Have petitions worked in the past? I haven't seen many of them work, but I haven't seen many of them. So maybe some of them have worked. As far as our information being out there, everything they need to know about you and I, they know. Trust me, already, they do. Um, The petition that I signed for her yesterday, it didn't ask for much information. It asked for my name. Uh, I I don't think I put my last name. It did ask for address, but I didn't put it. It was not a mandatory field. So it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was too evasive was what I'm trying to say. So I wouldn't go so far as say don't sign petitions. I would say, maybe be selective, but trust me, they know everything they want to know about you, everything. That's why I say right now that if they know everything about us, that we don't have to give any information. But I want to say this because you feel bad about the petition. That's an entirely different type of uh, petition. I need to be a little bit more clear. I'm talking about these petitions they got going around here for uh, being about this targeting that they, they put y'all on list to think that they're going to do something to help you. That's the kind of petition that I'm talking about right now. And that's some kind of petition, you know, that's individual uh, petition and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking oh, about okay. these uh, petitions that's geared strictly to this targeting every everything. You don't need to give up your information because you're giving it to man because, like I say, we know from uh, the information that's coming out, they got every bit of information from, from on you from the time you was born up until to now. So that's what I mean about the petition. So everybody, y'all be careful about this. You got to stop and think about that. And I want to say this to Renata. You can kick me off if you want to. I, you know, every uh, wait, let me say this first. I, I'm so thankful that this call is being recorded because what I say and what I'm about to say this time next year, I want you to this to say this recording when I speak today until the recording of, of next year. What I'm going to say today, nobody, please, I want you to stop deceiving yourself. It's not, a change is not going to come about this year. God is opening doors and he's working things out. But this is not going to stop this year. This went on for years. The world is in too much chaos and confusion. 
confusion right now. God is showing us many things, but I, you know, I, all I want to do and all I know how to do is what God allows me to do is to try to help help the people to live their life the best way they can to get through this because God says He's working things out. So we, if we truly love God, we have to obey His word. And um, uh, and I truly love God, but you know, it's not gonna happen this year. So if if it's not the case that I said that, so anybody coming through saying that this gonna end this year, I said it ain't. But uh, you you can pray my pray to take next year, and if they do change this year, uh, you know I'll say that the Lord worked it out and changed it this year. But as of now, no, it's not gonna happen this year. And I do want to say this to you, James. The way I can say this to you is because this happened to me. And when my when all this mess first started, they was following me home and drove. I mean, car to car like a hellbent, and that they had like a spirit of fear in me. And that's why I can hear in your voice and tell that right now you're going through a spirit of fear. But what what I did was one day they was following me so uh, so uh, hard and everything. I got halfway home, and then I uh, just about to my house, and then I stopped. I said, you know what? I'm always going someplace, and they always follow me, but nobody's stopping me. Nobody's stopping me. So when I, after that day, I went home, and after that, I said, forget y'all. I'm going to do what I want to and uh, go head on because uh, nobody was doing that but just follow me. And it's the same thing I want, want to say to you. This week, you you put on your coat, and you take Donna to the show or to dinner or wherever you want to go or whatever you like to do. And you will see, next week you're going to do something else, and all that mess is going to stop in your life. But you got to put your foot forward in this. But I tell you, James, it'll stop right now, all that stuff that you have, that spirit of fear, because you're going to go different places, and you're going to fall out and see it. They ain't going to do a doggone thing to you. They ain't going to do nothing to follow you and everything, and they might do some old street theater, but you know enough about that. You got your your, uh, your machines and stuff. You told us how to put online and everything about to see where the signal's coming from and all that. You got all that. You know how to do that. So put on your coat and go somewhere and do something. You'll see after this, it's going to get better and better day by day. But don't don't put yourself in a, in a hole like that. But, you know, you you doing just what they want you to do. But, you, man, you're free. So uh, just live free, okay? And I do want to say this as, a, uh, as my word of advice for everybody this week. Now, something I might say, you know, uh, uh, everybody on, like, on the call, you might know it already, but I didn't know it. I, I, I'm 68 years old, and, and I had to get to find out about this. If you like popcorn, which I love popcorn, I didn't know this. You know, because I always bought that top secret, and it was costing me a lot of money and everything. But what I did, I went and got popcorn by the bulk. You could take that popcorn in the freeze and put it in the freezer and put it in the freezer bag, and you can have popcorn from now on because I went to the, one of the popcorn sites and they said popcorn is something that would, would almost last indefinitely. So, you know, get your popcorn and put it in the freezer bag and put it down in the freezer and you'll save you some money. <clears throat> and my next tip for the week, for this week is, if your side view mirror come off your car, if you hit something, they had a, a, a perp in my alley that I tried to squeeze by and I couldn't get by and I wasn't look, looking on the other side and I, and my, I tore my <clears throat> mirror off. So I put, put that on there. Anyway, I went to my favorite place, uh, the YouTube, and they said different ways you could do it and whatever. But what I, what, what I did, I went and got a, a, a roll of this Gorilla Black uh, tape, and I taped that mirror real, real good because, you know, that part that goes around the mirror is usually black, and the tape is black. So 
like to put that tape around that mirror and put that tape around that mirror and got that mirror to come back on and stay on in place. And I went to the car wash this week thinking the mirror was going to come off when I got got out the car wash, but the mirror is still there. And the tape is so big, so if your mirror do get loose or something, tape it up. You, you can go get that stuff fixed when you get ready to uh, get it fixed. You know, don't make uh, them block that and spend money. But there's the little things that you can start doing to live your life and have a good life. I love God and Jesus so much, and I give him thanks for all the things that he showed me tonight. I got this crazy because, you know what, I'm getting through this so good that you know, I ain't thinking about him. I ain't thinking about him no more. But I, in fact, when I was outside this, this morning, uh, the police came over to me and said that they had a, a spot shooter someplace, you know, right there in front of my house. What that is, if they shoot uh, uh, the guns and stuff, that uh, that thing will pick it up, and you can tell where they're coming from. I told the man that God had me sleeping so good last night, I ain't heard, heard no shots. And so he just laughed and everything. But I, my, my main point is putting that in there. I don't know about those spot shooters, uh, how, how sensitive that sound is. But I want to put that in case they got some kind of sound that uh, a possibility that my my sign and my voice, because I speak loud, is getting caught up on that uh, recordings of that that statute. Because I did read in the paper one time that some boys was doing something under uh, the statute, and they recorded their they voices of what they were saying. So that's a possibility that if 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 my house is being recorded that way, I don't know how they do it recorded. You know how we don't know all these things. But God didn't give me that that uh, thing to know the information of how they do it. He just tells me different things of, of what they do to me. So anyway, the guy was, I had to say this about the man. The man was nice, and I was nice to the man that was the police officer. And we just laughed and talked and everything. Because I asked him, was he, was he, uh, he must love the good Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, yeah, you know, he did and everything like that. And I told him at the end of the conversation, I said, they always watching me, and I ain't doing nothing. That y'all better go out there and catch the bad guys. And he said, "Yeah, I will." And everything. So we, you know, we laughed it all. But I'm just saying this to say this that, that I love the good Lord Jesus, and I don't got to the point where I ain't thinking about him no more. I'm free in Jesus, and I'm gonna stay that way. Thank you for allowing me to say all that stuff, you know. And if I do say something too much, and I don't know how in the coming weeks what I might say, or what God need me to say. But if I say too much, you pull my coat, okay? <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. I love the fact that you express yourself and you expose. So good. Good for you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay.
my gosh. I'm just talking. Thank you, Jerome. Jerome just sent me a text and said, what happened? I'm just talking. Y'all missed the whole story. <laughs> the phone was on mute. I'm so sorry. Gosh, I don't even know what's the last thing I said. I just said a whole bunch. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, okay. I was trying to say what was the last thing I did that was fun. Last thing that I did was I played tic-tac-toe with my daughter, who is 17, by the way. Um, but we did that, and it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Uh, we were able to talk and laugh and all of that. So that was that was a lot of fun. My parents' birthdays are like five days apart, maybe, and they both just had birthdays. So I cooked, I cooked for both of them on separate days, like five days apart. I usually do that. It's a tradition that I started, and um, so I cook their favorite whatever. And so I cooked all day yesterday. And um, and I took that over there, and it was fun just to sit and talk to them, and you know, you have to spend time with your with your relatives, the ones oh. that that you are still in touch with. Whoever that is, I'm put you on hold for a sec. Just hang hang on, I'll leave you unmuted, but hang on one second, okay? Um, and what was the other fun thing I did? A couple of weeks ago, I I uh, made two mosaic mirrors. I like to do arts and crafts. You guys know that. And I get to the point where I I want to create something. I just feel like I need to create. Something about creating makes me feel good. Um, you guys should try it. You don't have to do what I do, but find something to nurture, something to create, something that you'll be proud of. And that's what I did. I did the two mirrors. They're hanging on my wall. I'm proud of them. Um, and I I like to spray paint, too, and I like to paint. I uh, spray painted uh, an elephant, and I de- decorated. Me and my daughter did that, too, as well, together. We decorated. We spray painted and decorated um, elephants, little elephants, figure figure elephants. And, uh, and that was fun. So those are the fun things that I did. I I know that I'm not um, the most fun person in the world. Like, I'm more serious. So I have to go out of my way to make sure that I do something that's going to make me happy. So that's what I did. Those are the things, rather. It was quite a few, actually. Uh, Okay. New York, you are unmuted. Would you like to speak? Okay. Put you on mute. Star 8, if you guys would like to speak. Hi, Donna. Oh, hi, Renata. Hello, how oh. are you? Oh, um, you want the truth or the made-up version? <laughs> you can tell us the truth, and you can answer any of the questions if you like. I wouldn't dare say the truth about what's going on. I wouldn't dare. Well, I didn't say what's going on. I said, "How are you doing?" Well, I work. I work for a guy. I work for a guy up in Arizona mountains in a hairdressing salon, and he was a little light in the ulcers, and he used to giggle and carry on and say, "Oh well, around here, if you don't know the truth, we just make it up as we go along." And uh, I feel like that's the way my life is. Just make it up as you go along. Um. 
What's the last fun thing you did? The one thing I don't make up, and I I say the one fun thing that I that I really enjoy is knowing God's take on what life is about, what I'm about, His way. Because that I think I would just go insane without that. Totally insane. And yeah. Uh, yeah uh, you know, one thing that I'm I'm pretty upset about is that I've I've connected with somebody that's very dear to me, and they keep threatening that relationship. Uh, not the relationship, but threatening like they're going to hurt that person, and uh, that is just seriously got me perplexed. And, um, yeah. I mean, all I can say is that without the Lord, and honestly what I've come to learn is that if you aren't on that level, you don't have a clue what someone is talking about when they're talking about it. Uh, I guess I've been a Christian for a long, long time. And there are things you know, but things that happen that make you see so so well about things in life. Um, there's some things that just can't be reasoned with. I don't know if anybody knows anything about what I'm talking about, you know. Well, you're you're kind of talking in circles, and I understand that. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's, uh, hard to speak if you are not alone by yourself. Then you feel okay about saying a lot of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, When when you're not... uh, you are, but you're not. Uh, anyway, um, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. And um, I will say this, okay? Don't go peek in anybody's windows. Because you don't know what's going to happen if you do. That's true. Now that's true. And don't keep making things up as you go along. Face yourself. Face God. Face what you're doing. It's it's an inside job. It's facing life. And I still don't think that you're all that different in your character before you came to the program and after you came to the program. I think your character was pretty well set in place. You may slip, you may do things wrong, you may get kind of crazy, but it's not 24-7 deal. And if it becomes that, we'll be it to you. That's all I can say. And uh, I have a question. I Before we hang up, I really have this question. Go ahead. For I think most of the people on this call, we are Christians first. And 
then whatever after that, PIs or whatever. I've been hurt just as badly, if not more, than many people, and I've lost everything. And I know what loss is. Uh, when you're out there telling people about this program, we're like we're like servants of the Lord, yes. But how do we present Christ if we're just constantly focused on saving the world? I thought that was Christ's job. I mean, and we're stewards, yes. Yeah. And that's that's my question. How, how do we present all that? Because I know when I have tried to share the gospel with a lot of people, I it, it feels like trying to share the um, program, the targeted individual program, kind of people's attitudes and resistance and. Well, you can't worry about that. You just do your job. You just share it. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, though. If you only have, like, a little amount of time to share, what are you going to share? Which is most important to share? Well, when I – if I only have a few minutes, I'm just – I'm going to give them um, some scriptures to go to about salvation. About what? Salvation, how to give uh-huh. your life to Christ. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that, that takes 30 seconds. Right. So it it's really, um, I don't know, I think that would be a really good subject, you know, to share. I think uh, a lot of people just know your spirit when you're out there and you're talking and doing things. They know right now. But a lot of people don't. And... Uh, to me, that's just a big question. I, so I mean, this person is trying to serve God in every way you can imagine. Every way. Well, you it, it's God's job. You know what I'm saying? Your job is just to, to put it out there. And, you know, it's their responsibility whether they accept it or not, or accept him or not. Nothing you can do about that. We can't force it. God God doesn't force himself on anyone. Yes, that's true. He's a gentleman. So. Okay, anything else on that? And the most fun thing I did was spray paint an old um, scrolly metal, not metal, but the black stuff, wrought iron um, shelf kind of thing that mm-hmm. I found at the thrift store. And I painted it a really pretty burgundy red. And um, I love to spray paint. Spray paint yeah. forms things. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love all that kind of thing too. They're killing all my plants, so it's just like one by one they're doing it. And I'm a green thumb. I mean, I. I like real prehistoric plants and just something that's everything just barely hanging on. And uh-huh. it, feels like, it feels like a representation of me. <laughs> just barely hanging on. Well, just hang on. 
doesn't matter how much you're hanging on, just hang on. Yeah, I made a pretty cool um, bed last night, though. I took these um, wood shutters uh, that that can act like a partition or act like a closet door, like an accordion, and I took two of them that I had. I laid them out. They're sort of wood-like. And then I took reflectives, and I took uh, pillows and laid it all over it and some mylar and a uh, sleeping bag, and it was much better than being on the bed. Okay. And then one thing, one thing I really like is um, those great big truck sun visors that you put in your car or truck to keep the sun from coming in in you know, your car. I made I one of those over me. And I, I tell you, you can hear the pings and different things, and they do give you an element of protection. And for me, I feel much safer when I'm sleeping, having that over me. They're light. They're not like a lot of these different um, shielding materials that are so heavy and hot. And it kind of stays put somewhat while you're sleeping, and it, it just uh, feels like you're not so vulnerable to everything. So if anybody's interested in that. Very good. Thank you, Donna. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Renata. All right, star eight, if you'd like to speak, we have a couple of questions on the table. If you need me to recap, let me know. I don't think I need to recap, but let me know if you need me to recap the questions. Star eight. Hello. Hello, Renata. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That's good. I'm fine. And everybody else. Um, yeah, I just I was going to say Who's a lot, speaking? but I, Diane, 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 Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, a lot, but I kind of changed my mind because I forgot you recorded. <laughs> so um, I wanted to share uh, some recent developments, but I, I won't share that. But what I will will share is the spiritual um, part of your first question. And I comment on some of the comments that were made already. But, um, you know, the spiritual, the spiritual part, I, uh, you know, the Bible, Bible talks about uh, God's elect having been chosen uh, uh, from before the world began. Uh, predestined is like a predestined, they were predestinated, you know, or predestined to be God's elect. And uh, the Bible also says that um, if they don't suffer what Christ suffered, that they're bastards, they, they, they're not, they're none of his. So, which, you know, the Bible does say that those that are true believers will have to suffer uh, like Christ suffered. And, yep. um, and, you know, I used to think that that was just like, you know, being talked about or, uh, you know, but but when I look at what Christ suffered and some of the songs that that, that is written, uh, that, that David wrote, um, which David spoke uh, out of some of the things David spoke was actually Christ's life in some of the songs. And um, those things are actually identified targeting almost to the letter especially uh, 
Psalms 35. It, it really identifies targeting. And, um, and what people do to targets and how the community or people, your family and friends are turned against you and how the government is on your shoulder and all those kind of things and uh, how, how um, you know, uh, things are devised against, against you and, and um, you know, more than one but hundreds and hundreds of people. So that, that identifies targets almost to the letter. You can see your uh, situation within, especially Psalms 35. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not for me. It's not just uh, because somebody's talking about me, but it's actually suffering, that type of suffering that Christ suffered, you know. And that's what that's what uh, separates God's chosen from the rest from the rest of them, really. And um, you know, also though. Uh, Psalms talk about, or David uh, talked about how God did rescue him out of his situation. Job was rescued out of his situation, and, and most of the prophets and the apostles were rescued out of out of their situation. Uh, Apostle Paul was re- was rescued out of his situation, although he went through it too. He was really, really whipped uh, many, many times and put in prison many times, and uh, you know, he, so many things happened to him. And he breaks it down, you know, and explains what happens to him. And he sounds like a target, too, you know. So um, I do believe that God will, you know, just like he did the apostles and the prophets, rescued them out of their situation. He will rescue his elect out of this situation as well. I do believe that. I think it's just a pattern. It's just repeating. It's a re- repeated pattern of how God's chosen are made to suffer, uh, and so that's a good point. Uh, Very good point. Thank you for bringing that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing about the um, someone mentioned about um, how do we uh, warn people? Isn't that for the Lord? Well, the Lord uses people. He uses His people to do it. He used His He used His apostles to warn. He used His prophets to warn. So it's the same. He said He said I'm the same. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is always the same. The way He worked today is the same way He worked then. He used His people to warn. So we have to pray and ask for wisdom uh, and ask God, how do we do this? How do we warn the people? Because that is uh, the job of, you know, I believe that's the job of, of most TIs to warn the people of what's happening and what's coming down the pike what's getting ready to happen. So we have to um, recognize that we are being, uh, you know, sent through the fire, the refiner's fire. God is refining us. Uh-huh. We, may not, we may not realize it because the soul is hurtful and painful. And, you know, but you got to think about what did Christ go through? It was hurtful and painful. And that walk to the cross, knowing that he was going to be crucified on that cross and knowing, you know, in, in uh, I think it's the scripture, the, um, Isaiah 50, he said, I turn my back to the, to the spitters and those that pluck out the hair, but I kept my face as, as a flint and he focused on God. So, you know, he's telling us that this is how we have to do these people. We have to keep our face like a flint. And we have to keep our focus on Christ. And he, and he says, those that are who's walk in darkness, and who those who are 
basically saying those who are confused and don't see any light, you keep your eyes on God's servant. And God's servant, he was saying, is the Messiah, God's, you know, Christ. That's who we keep our focus on. And we'll get through this. Um, so, so to warn the people, because God uses his people to warn the people, just like ministers are supposed to warn the people, but unfortunately we got so many ministers that are not teaching the truth. And so they're not really, people are not understanding in church how they're supposed to, you know, walk, how they don't understand what does it mean to warn people and that their life could be the, that type of life. Uh, so it's um, it's just a matter of uh, the spiritual part. It's a matter of I, I don't think that, you know, there were times when I thought, oh, let me get into this particular spiritual stance. And that is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get into a spiritual stance. But at the same time, I've been placed in a spiritual stance without my doing. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual warfare. And I didn't ask for this. But God put me here. So I got to recognize that when I get into the spiritual stance to see God and to try to, you know, gain some serenity out of this situation, gain some strength and, and uh, spiritual muscle out of this situation, I got to also recognize this was God's will for me to be in this situation. And there's something he wants me to do. And I got to work on try to let go of who I am, my selfishness, my self-centeredness, crying all the time, and oh, woe is me, and letting all of that go and try to figure this thing out and recognize that what is it that God wants me to do, that he has me in this situation? And that's the spiritual stance I have to try to, you know, come to. I have to come to that spiritual understanding and you know, and that's hard. I'm talking, and believe me, my words are not adding up to my actions at times, you know, because it is very, very difficult. And that's the refiner's fire. We're being refined, and we're, mm-hmm. we're being refined to be, to be uh, none other but to be called his, and that's it, to, be, to identify with Christ. And that's it. I agree with you too on that refining process. You have to go mm-hmm. through the fire to come out as pure gold. And that's right. what we do. We're going through it right now. And 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 Christ say, if you don't uh, do what I say, then the kingdom of God is not for you. You can't expect that you would be a part of the kingdom of God if you don't do what He say do. If you don't if you don't uh, find that humility. Somebody was talking about early humility. And, and the love for Christ and try to work on that uh, because if you don't, then you don't deserve the kingdom. That's what basically Christ is saying. You don't deserve it. If you, if you continue to cry over your circumstance and not work as a servant, find a way to yeah, work there, as there, a there's servant. No, there's no free ticket in the heaven. That's what I always say. You got to go through something. You got to earn your way in there. Well, we don't earn necessarily our salvation, but uh, because Christ already did that. However, I guess I guess to, to say who we truly are would determine how we handle this situation. Maybe that's kind of what that's about. But okay, uh, the other statement that was made about um, 
this uh, not signing petitions. And I agree 100% that uh, I, I, I think it's not the type of petition you were talking about, Renata, because that's mm-hmm. helping someone in their situation. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's people collecting information about TIs and that's then saying, saying we're going to file a lawsuit. Well, or we're going to file a class action. First of all, you don't have any names of any attorney firms. Second of all, there is no judge who has who has determined whether the information that was have not even been presented to a judge yet to determine whether it can be classified as a class action. That has to be sanctioned within a court courtroom in front mm-hmm. of a judge. You cannot collect information and say we're going to file a class action because the judge has to approve a class action. Yeah, that no, stuff. I agree. I don't. I don't believe in jumping on all those bandwagons. I'm with you on that one. Right. And so these people, we don't know who they are. I never met them. I've never spoken to not one of these people. I heard them give some, you know, talk on one of the, on, on the, on the talk show lines, but uh, I don't, still don't know them. And uh, why are they working? I mean, they could be legitimate, but I'm not giving up my information yet unless I know definitely that there is a, a, a courtroom with the name of the court and location of the court, the name of the judge, and the name of the attorney firm that has taken this case and says now this is officially a class action lawsuit. So if it's none of that, then it's just like I'm just putting my information out there hoping that somebody else will help me instead of doing it myself. And we got to think of until, until we can come together, uh, and join together, which has been a very difficult thing, it seems so far, and I'm fairly new in this. But until we can come together, we have to do things on uh, ourselves. We have to collect information, learn some of the things that we can do, and pray and ask God how to be guided with what we need to do for ourselves individually and hope that that will help another TI down the road. But, you know, right now, uh, it's just, it's, we're not coming together. We're being isolated deliberately. And right. uh, so it has to be a way to do it differently, you know. So, uh, I mean, I have some ideas. Of, of course, I would not say what they are over the phone, but I have some ideas of how I can truly, truly, truly help uh, most TIs. However, you know, I cannot find a way to come together where the information that I share would be, uh, you know, uh, protected. And well, my other... suggestion with that is that you get together with a, a few people, a very few, that you trust and that, you know, that you trust with your information because this, this uh, community is very heavily infiltrated and people mm-hmm. will try to get in your circle just to hear what that information is so they can sabotage right. it. Right. So, I would suggest that you just pray on that and then just get together with people who you who you truly trust. Unfortunately, it's, it's hard to kind of open your information to everybody right. because I'm telling you, it's, it's very infiltrated. It is. It is. So, um, and that's right now, it's just a matter of, uh, like you said, praying about it and uh, just kind of waiting for God's guidance, and, and he will guide you. Uh, try to keep all the negative, 
you know, like if you know that you're going to go to somebody, and I keep making the mistake of going to a particular person about this situation, and they have no clue or seem to have no clue and, and don't even believe me. And those type of things are frustrating when you yeah. go to someone and, and they, you know, your friends don't believe you, your family, nobody in your family believe you. And it, it, it seems obvious to you <laughs> that they should believe you, that they should see what you're seeing, but they don't see it, you know. And part part of that, you're thinking, well, if, if they loved me, they would see it, or if they cared enough, they would see it. But just, you know, it does, don't really don't know what's going on with those people. There could be some form of mind control. I don't know. However, you know, and, and that's another thing I want to talk about, mind control, or reading someone's mind, rather. But um, just for me to be able to not allow myself to get so frustrated, and I have. I, I'm saying that, but I'm saying it based on my history of getting frustrated because uh, certain people are not believing me. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy that you don't believe me. Uh, so, but anyway, just got to work on not bringing the information to certain people uh, and just taking it to God. Uh, the other thing is, uh, reading someone's mind, I absolutely do not believe anyone will ever in, in life, as you know, will ever be able to read another human being's mind. I think that's a, a, an area that God will not permit man to be able to do, just like man cannot create life. I don't believe man can dip over into that uh, area of of, of uh, sanctity that God has given man to where he allows another man to be able to read your mind. God will not do that. I don't believe that. But what I, I do believe, believe that there is technology that exists. I do. I what can I, tell you, I think that I have, I think that it has happened to me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. At least it feels that way. Now, maybe not. I can't prove it, but it sure feels that this way. Is, this is what I believe is happening and why people are thinking that it's mind control. Uh, I mean, or rather people are reading their minds. They're studying people very closely. They're watching people very closely. They're watching their eye movements. They're watching their uh, expressions. They're watching little minor twitches, you know. They're watching them when they frown or when, when, when you know, how they respond to certain uh, questions or, or just in just regular entertaining, regular conversations. So they're, they're sizing the person up to get to know that person almost to a But what about when you're solely thinking something and you never verbalize it? Because that's happened to me several times. I'm just thinking. Because if you think about it, think about it for a minute. There's something that you did that you don't think was connected to what you were thinking that they may have picked up on. Not in this instance. I know what you're saying, but not in this instance. Not in this particular instance that I'm thinking mm-hmm. of right now, and I don't even want to say it out loud, but if I did say it, then you would understand what I'm saying. But not in this instance. There was no reason why I would ever think or talk about this particular person or subject because nobody I know knows this person or subject. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can't even really go it. I don't want to go to detail because you know how they do. But But if it was a person... Somehow, some situation about that person happened before you thought these people read your mind. Uh, it's not somebody I'm connected with. Uh, anyway, 
I know what you're saying, okay. but I know what I'm saying yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not somebody I'm connected with at all. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it just, just, uh, it just under, just believe that there are certain things God will not permit. There's certain yes. things God will not permit. And thinking about the um, what the what's the word I'm looking for the um, superiority of God and the uh, righteousness of God and and the magnificence of God and and His power and His uh, omnipotence and His uh, you know uh, Alpha and Omega the Great I Am it, putting Him in that great mighty vein. We're just, we're just, we're just, uh, we're just, you know, like ants compared to God. So we're little ants. So the actual technology that these people have and that they use is they don't realize that they have this technology because God gave them a brain. He gave all of us a brain, and He gave us He gave us creativity, and He gave us the ability to think. And math and mathematics is uh, one of the things that we discovered that happens to be that was already used by God. He gave us a little little piece of mathematics, but in His creation, who knows the vastness of the mathematics that God used? He gave us everything we learned about everything science learned about. God gave those scientists a piece of what already existed. He just allowed them to stumble across it. And instead of them giving all the glory to God, they take it for themselves. Look at what I discovered and look what I do, getting all the money for it. They don't realize that that little piece of knowledge and scientific knowledge that they stumbled across, God gave that to them. Right. For, and and, and the that's devil does use it for evil. Um, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna um, go to the next person because we've been going like 20 minutes now. But someone Sorry in the that. room says, someone in the chat room, Catbird says, unfortunately, they can absolutely read thoughts. As I posted earlier, it is classified science, but it it involves the use of uh, functional MRI or fMRI, which I've heard that before, and I've read some stuff on that. And um, Catbird says, read articles and research by Jack Gallant, G-A-L-L-A-N-T. I will not because I don't believe it. (laughs) Okay, well, this is just for anybody listening if you're interested. Um, And the website is Gallant, G-A-L-L-A-N-T, lab, L-A-B, and that's all one word, dot O-R-G. Thank you, Catbird. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you so much. There's um, another person waiting. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Okay. Star 8, if you would like to weigh in. We had three different um, questions today. If you need me to recap, let me know. Hello, Jerome. Jerome, we're waiting a while. Hello. Are yeah, hello. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, okay. Let me. I wrote it down. Um, I don't know if I wrote them down in order. Uh, the, uh, the questions? You want the questions? Uh, yeah, I've got them here. Uh, is is it dangerous to be a good Samaritan? You know, you know what? It's it's always dangerous to do the right thing because. Or it's is a, it wise? Is it wise? I should say. 
Uh, say again? I should have said, is it wise? Is it wise to be a good Samaritan? Is it wise? Yeah. Well, absolutely. When when good people refuse to stand up for what's right, then the world is doomed, right? It takes, a, it takes special people to stand up and do the right thing. It's always been easy to go with the flow and go along with the crowd. That doesn't take courage. You just kind of blend in. If they're doing good... You know that's a good thing, but if they're doing bad, you're just following your you're just following these deviants into a, into a pathway to hell. You know it's not easy being uh, upright and straight. It's not easy doing the right thing. Uh, the wicked will punish you for doing the right thing. The wicked will gang up on you for doing the right thing. You know if everyone's beating on someone and you just say, hey, that ain't right, and you try and make a difference, they'll gang up on you. I mean there there is there is no debate here. That's just the way evil works, right? They want to discourage you from doing good. So is it dangerous? Is it wise? Uh, you just got to follow your character. My character is I always got to do the right thing. You know, if I see someone in need of assistance, I'm going. I'm going to try and help them best way I can. You know, if it's like 15 people beating on one person, I'm going to call the police or something like that. I'm not going to charge in and do like a Captain, like a Captain America or anything like that. You know, but I always try. I'll always stand up. I'll always try and do, do what's right. I mean, it's just the way it is when good people refuse to do the right thing what hope is there in the world you know um it's not it's not an easy road if it was easy everyone would be a good person everyone would be just doing the right thing i guess you know it's it's a challenge it takes content of character it takes uh it takes strength and takes spiritual uh strength it takes belief it takes morals right it's just so darn easy just to say, yeah, 25 people are doing this, so I'm going to go along with them, even though I don't agree with what they're doing. So, yeah, it's, it's um, it can be dangerous. It can be, you know, some people will view it like uh, it is unwise. But for me, there's only there's only one thing, and that's doing the right thing. And it's always going to be that way. It's just I can't fight my instincts. Things I can't fight my nature. Some people find it no problems at all doing wicked things and wicked deeds to others. I find it very difficult to see something wicked being done and do nothing about it. So I gotta follow my I gotta follow my uh, my light. I gotta follow my path. I gotta follow the way uh, my spirit feels. And I've I've uh, always stuck up and done tried to do the right thing, but not everyone has the kind of courage they want to, and they say, yeah, I wish I could, and I know it ain't right, but this is the safest uh, avenue to take, is just follow the deviants. So, um, yeah, that's that's one thing said, and uh, what do I do to keep my spirit guy alive? I I do my affirmations, I do my, uh, I do my philosophical readings, I read, I sometimes read the Bible. I call prayer lines, and uh, they strengthen me spiritually now. Uh, certain things happen where I needed uh, I needed something in my life because I was harboring some thoughts, and I won't get into it in an open line. And I decided it was time to put uh, you know a different kind of uh, energy into my life just because of certain things that happened. Um, I started to think. Uh, you know, not very good thoughts regarding the prayer. I don't like them, period. But they 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 push some buttons in me, and I decided just to go to church. So I got the spiritual help that I needed in church. 
Um, like I said, I haven't been to church for like many years, like a quarter of a century. So it was something pretty dramatic for me. It was pretty dramatic. So that's what I do to keep my spirit uh, person alive. I go to church. I, I, I seek the help that I need. I, I call up prayer lines, prayer lines for them to uh, pray for uh, me or family and, you know, tell tell the devil to keep his hands off God's property. Um, you know, unclean, unclean spirit. I, I you know, keep your hands off God's property. That kind of idea. Um, yeah, I just, uh, that's, uh, I don't know, that's the best thing I can do. I'm always doing the affirmation. I'm always doing the self-hypnosis, you know, to strengthen myself, to strengthen my spiritual core. Because I don't know if people know what's going on. We're we're not we're not getting beat down. I don't, okay, I'll speak for myself. I'm not getting beat down. I'm in a fight, right? I'm in a fight. I didn't pick, but I I'm not gonna just bow down and say I can't win this. I am gonna do what I can do, and I'm always gonna do what I can do. And I pray for help from above because sometimes I need it. But I'm not going to stop. Even a half a step forward is half a step forward. Right? Yeah, this, this is a fight. So um, I do what I can to keep my spirit strong because this is a spiritual fight. So I try and build my spiritual muscle with God, philosophy, and uh, meditation. Um, yeah, so that's how that goes. And what do I do for fun? I am all about the fun. you got to be that way. You know, because we're going through a whole pile of nonsense with these perpy, these perpy little perp perps. So, um, last thing I did, well, I went to a movie yesterday. Um, it was a, what that a military movie about twelve or I forget what it was called. But it was a military movie. I've saw. I see. I try to make all the uh, the hits. I try to watch all the movies. Like I said, to me, it's all about the movies. They perp me there too, and they try to bring down the joy, but I won't let them. I will not let them. They don't run my life. I run my I run my life, and that's the way it's always going to be. I'm not going to give my personal power to these dogs, these uh, people, right? They don't have power over me. I'm speaking for me. I don't know how everyone else here. They do not have power over me because I don't. I did not give them the power over me. I got the power. I got the control of my destiny, and I'll, it's always going to be that way. I'm not going to give my power to these people. You give your power over when you give up. You give your power over to these uh, animals when you say, I can't, or they won't allow me. Hell with them. I've, I will find a way, right? My power is from God. God gave me my power, and I won't give it over to these scumbags. I'm not going to do it, okay? So for me, it's always about the fun, and it's always going to be about the fun. They're trying to rip your life apart and try to get you depressed and feel suicidal, I ain't going to happen. Not to, not to this guy, anyway. Not to this guy. So um, I'm all about the fun. I'm all, always about the movies and going for walks and exercise and doing my kung fu. My my routine hasn't changed. And I'm still doing my do and doing my thing. So, yeah, that's that's about it. That's all i got to say. Thank you. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you very much. Okay. Last chance. Anybody? Star eight. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hey, Renata, how are you? It's Lauren. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing fine, Renata. Hey, the last fun thing I did was uh, Friday. I took a, 
a Zumba class here, and I haven't done it in a well for a long time, really, I think four years, um, and it was fun. It was really fun. Very good. I don't know what made me do it. I guess I just, I wanted to, I really, to be honest, wanted to work off some steam. I was a little upset about things, and I thought, you know, well, let me see if some exercise may help. I'm out of shape, but I had a good time. I had a really good time. Good for you. So I can tell somebody, you know, out there, you're right, do something for yourself. And there's a lot of things, if you look around, that may cost less to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you enjoy doing. I don't know what it, you know. We, yeah. we forget sometimes that we're human beings and we're alive and we leave this, you know. This targeting is set up to just make us not, uh, you know, take care of ourselves in pleasures that we used to do before targeting. You know what I'm saying? That's true. We owe it to ourselves to, to take We go through a lot, everyone. We go through a lot, and I think we all should take care of ourselves. And then the last thing I just want to tell you, Renata, and everyone, is you guys look at YouTube. Um, there's a man called Bud. G. Wolf that believes, this is allegedly, that this FISA document is actually the targeted individual program. And that is why they're fighting like crazy to keep this suppressed. Oh. Okay, so I played the tape, and I'm still trying to find out, you know, has it been released? I know the four pages is what people sort of know they're outraged by, but I want to see, I think the original one is like close to 100 pages. So that would be enough to cover. It's more than just them snooping on Trump. It, it includes us. So I, it makes me wonder, I think, I think sort of that Trump is targeted. You know, I don't know. But that's all I wanted to say. Thank you very much. Have you guys, thank you, Lauren. I'm going to put you on hold. Have you guys seen that uh, TI video? Her name is Raj, Raj Joe, I think. Let me find it real quick. She recently did a video. Uh, where she uh, shows you a bill, I think it was a bill, that um, uh, Trump just signed. And she says that he is talking about us. And it, it has something to do with with human rights. Let me try to find it real quick. I'll look for it while, uh, while I unmute James. Hey, James, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, I just wanted to elaborate on what I said before about uh, reading your mind. It's not, I don't think that they're talking about reading your mind. I think what I was referring to is subvocal speech recognition. If you put it in like that, search for it like that, you'll find it. I put in our, uh, a link in the chat room about it, and um, the NSA calls it SIGINT. S-I-G-I-N-T, signals intelligence. And um, if you have, if you're thinking of a word in, in like trying to think, think, or express your thoughts, not, not vocal, but just thinking, uh, there's uh, technology out there that can tell what that word is. And um, I guess in a way, read your mind. Well, I don't really think in in, th- in terms of words. And you might just form a sentence, but you know, prior prior to saying what you want to say, but so in a respect, in a way, they can read your mind. And I, you know, I kind of think that maybe they can read your mind 
you know, in some form or fashion. So anyway, so it's subvocal speech recognition. It's it's a like if you're thinking of a word, you're not saying the word, but your vocal cords may make some small sound, some small vibration that will let them know what the word is. I don't know how they do it. So I just want, I thought I'd mention that. Thank you, Renata. Everybody You're welcome, James. Seat. Thank you. And James, I put I put uh, Lala's videos in the uh, chat room for if you want oh, to okay. for the magnet. I don't know. You have to look through her videos to find which one, but but the okay. link is in the chat. Okay, super. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I was looking for that lady's video. I'll have it for next week, you guys. Okay. Well, I guess we'll end. Um. You know, this uh, this thing about having fun and doing things nice for yourself, I know that we are, uh, most of the time, we're overwhelmed with this targeting and we put all of our energies into that and some of us gather evidence or do videos or blogs or whatever. Um, but if we really look at the 24 hours that, uh, 24 hours in a day that God blesses us with every day, um be honest with yourself, how much of that do we give uh, our energy towards this whole targeting thing? Because they want to be ever-present in our lives, and they're very successful with that, I must admit, because uh, <laughs> I spend a lot of time dealing with the targeting, just just as you guys do. Um, in fact, my targeting is it, it, all the way on another level now. Um, they are now tripping me as I walk and um, pushing carts into me, which they've been doing that for a while, but they're doing that even more now, and pushing me into other people. And so I think it happened three times this week where I was pushed into someone else or I was tripped as I was walking. So, um, but I still won't bend. I won't break. I won't, you know, give in or any of that. But I just want to put that out there on the record. But I'm still trying to find me time, trying to find time to um, to find some fun and some laughter and some family moments and whatever for me. We cannot give all our attention to these people who we don't even know for the most part, um, no matter what. We can't give the devil any play in our lives, and we have to keep serving the most high God. We just do. We just do. Um, there's something that I saw on, posted on a YouTube video that I thought was just magnificent. And I am going to um, try writing something. I guess I don't know what this is really considered. I'm going to consider it like an affirmation. It was posted on a video page that I was looking at. And I really, this person was not a targeted individual, but they were uh, conscious. It was more like a conscious video. I don't even remember what the video was about. It just came up in my feed and I clicked on it. But I noticed this on the person's um, page. And I said, you know, I'm going to do something very similar to this because I, I really liked it. I'm going to call this a an affirmation, but you can call it whatever you want. But this is what it said. It said, make no mistake, I will not compromise, I will not comply, I will not submit, I will not break, I will not roll over, I will not sit down, 
I will not shut up. I will not go quietly. I will not give up. I will not surrender. I will stand for the truth. I will protect the innocent. I will sacrifice so that others may live free. I will defend my family to the death. I love peace, but I am a fierce enemy. I will fight for Christ. I will die for Christ. I live by a special code. I am a soldier of God. Isn't that beautiful? I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so how I feel. (laughs) So I like that, and I don't want to plagiarize the person, so I'm telling you that did not come from me. That came from somebody's video, but I'm going to do something very similar, and I'm going to try to affirm that to myself every day because that's beautiful. I just thought that just says it all for T.I. Let me see. Let me get back over here to my board. Did you guys like that? Did that make sense? That made so much sense. That's how I feel. I'm not complying to this mess. I don't consent to these people invading my life in this negative way. This is crazy. Like this is this is this stuff is insane. Talk about crazy. This this stuff we go through is 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 really it's on a whole nother level. So I thought that was good. That was a really good affirmation. Then someone else left something. Hold on. Let's see if I can find that other one. Something. Someone else left something on my page. I don't know if they were talking to me or if they were just talking in general. I don't know. They left this on one of my videos. It, it went a little bit off to me, but for, you know, some of it I, I kind of was comprehending a little bit. Uh, it said, you, you broadcast at more powerful frequencies in line with synchronicity with the Earth's magnetic ley lines. I don't know what that means. Some of you guys might know what that means. Um, you cancel out the alien frequencies, and some people think this is, you know, alien-related. You cancel out the alien frequency from your biometri- biometric pulse. Now, if you add talking, voice, singing, and whistling, you are even more powerful and a threat to the gang stalkers. Also, there is a theory your ability can be passed on to others not in sync or under demonic alien control. That is why they keep constant surveillance of who you come in contact with. Now, again, I don't know if this person was talking to me. They left it on my video. Um, but that part kind of caught my attention because it says there is a theory that your ability to pass on to others, not in sync or under demonic control, that is why they keep you under constant surveillance with the people who you come in contact with. In other words, what I got out of that is that if you are a, I'm going to say, spiritually enlightened person or you vibrate high, you you know, you have a high frequency, you're conscious, whatever you want to call it. Basically, they don't want you passing that on to someone who is still asleep. That's that's what I got out of that. And then it goes on and on. But um, it talks about healing vibrations and all of that. But I, I just thought that was interesting. I, I, I enjoy reading the comments that come on my videos because a lot of people – they um, 
they're very conscious. And they can help you see things that you don't, you know, normally know about. Okay. Okay, you guys. Um, we're going to end. Um, I am a guest. Which title? Which title on YouTube are you speaking of? I'm a guest. You're, you're saying title on YouTube. If you're referring to the videos. that I was talking about. Let me see. I don't even know if I wrote down the name of the videos. Let me go back and see. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Well, the one that I did write down, one of them, the one that I just read where the person was talking about the powerful frequencies, that was on my video. Let me see. Oh, my video title, Who Put You in This Program? I think I did that like a year and a half, two years ago person left a comment. It's a lot of comments there, so I don't know if you'll be able to find it. But that's that. Okay, you guys. I think that is it. Star 8, your last chance if you want to say anything. If not, we're going to go. Thank you all for coming today and come again next week. Have a very blessed week, you guys. And keep me in your prayers, and I'll do the same for you. Have a great week, you guys.